Well, we're here. One more show to go uh, here on Three and Out. Kevin, BJ, and Ben has been knocks over his light. He's trying to go John Cena mode today. Again, can't see me uh, on the stream as we start the final Three and Out. A lot to get to on the show. Going to have some special guests uh, stopping by. We'll hear from Tommy Bowden, talk a little college football him. So it is going to be a sad day. It's going to be a good day, though, and we're going to talk sports uh, as well on the show. But Ellis will join us uh, coming up here on Three and Out as well. So, Plenty to get to uh, as we go throughout the final three and out, fellas. And before we get to all that, did you hear how that, I mean, are we going to just skip past how they finished second down? <laughs> I mean, I know there's been, a, look, there's been a lot of talk about, you know, obviously Ben is constantly repping the Gators, understandably so. You know, people know that, that I'm a Florida State fan and, you know, grew up watching Ben make plays against Against the Seminoles, but I, I Kevin, Say count, that, countless epic. people yes. over the years, and I'm yes. talking about for years, have said, who is Kevin a fan of mm-hmm. college football-wise? Now, I want to say this. It means I'm doing my job. Right, right. right. You, have, <laughs> you, are, you are the consummate professional in terms of covering every team, you know, giving every team the same, uh, you know, benefit of the doubt and, and coverage and interest. But we've all known, and everybody's sure. always guessed, and it's been funny because people will call up and go, I know what it is. Kevin's a Tennessee fan. Or, or, I think you've joked before that you've been everything from a Georgia fan to an Auburn fan to a South Carolina fan to an LSU fan to an FSU fan to a Miami fan. But, like, no one has ever guessed it. No one has ever guessed it. And so, so Christian— Obviously, people that really, really so know me know what it is. Christian, all right, but Christian gave you the opportunity over the final weeks, and you just didn't want to address it? I was trying to stick to my integrity. Talk, talk to him, but no, 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 no. No, because look, there's a lot of people listening now that'll be like, see, I knew now, just invalidate that. That's not fair. That's okay. Hold on a second. No, because people will say, like, why won't you just say? It's like, because I, I, I'm trying to give my opinion, not have it tainted by your opinion. Uh, so if you think, oh, he's just saying that because it's not, I, I feel like I've covered everybody pretty equally and fairly yes, yes. Uh, at the end of the day. And, and Lord knows there are radio show hosts, maybe some that'll be in this time slot soon, who aren't going to hide their fandom uh, about college football. And that's just not me. I'm, I, I try my best to not come on and, and give what could be perceived as a homer take, uh, or you're just saying that because you're you hate on this take, team but, or that but team. But what I'm saying is, is everybody, or not everybody, but I would guess a lot of people who are fans of sports sure. grow up as fans of teams. Sure. And sometimes you're fans of players or you're fans of leagues or you're fans of multiple teams. But for the most part, you know, you have, you have a team you grew up with. You know, my dad went to Florida State. I used to live in Tallahassee. You know, I remember uh, being in my... Being in my house and in, in, in my grandma's house, watching Ben Troop make plays. No, you no, no, no. Against, you, you are being modest against Florida no, State. No, no. For those of you who don't know, when it come to BJ, two things BJ wants to do if he's riding with you. One, he wants to control the radio. I don't know what that <laughs> is with him. Like, hey, uh, it, it's always uh, you get two songs. I get two. No, I get the, all the songs in my car. No, but I, I, I had the pleasure of going through Tallahassee, the capital city, with BJ. He, you get about five miles out of Tallahassee, and he turns into somebody different. And like, we had a good can, time, did we not? Can you smell it in the air? Can you, can, you and we go had a good time. Go? But I will say this. For Kevin to have done this for 22 years. And I'm nobody actually, I'm actually a little bit shy. I'll be a week shy of 22 okay, years. Well, that's 22 but I'm counting. Nobody no. knew. I, I, no, no, the fact that nobody – look, the fact that nobody knew and it never leaked. That There are two – listen, if you want to get something done and keep a secret, there are two people you want to tell it to. Kevin and Greg Sankey. It's not going to get out. No one's going to know. Is it a bad thing that it, Kevin Thomas could keep a secret? 
No, no, it's, no, it's, no, 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 it's a great thing. No, but what I'm saying is, if you, wanted, if you wanted to get out, just tell BJ. Yeah, say everybody going. But know. what I'm saying is, it's, look, look, it's 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 fun to talk it's about beautiful. the history sure, and the tradition beautiful. of your teams. Like, sure. like I've, I've I've told this story before, but you know, Ben, your game in 2003, the Florida Florida State game. My grandmother was the most passionate Gator fan you would have ever met, and and sure. loved the Gators. And my dad went to Florida State, and we're all Florida State fans. And in 2003, ben, and we're living in the same house. Ben scores what appears to be the game-winning touchdown. Ben, you had an incredible game in 03, over 100 yards, going off. And what was it? It was like 50 or 40 seconds left. You score back of the end zone, and the Gators go up in the swamp. It's going crazy. And my parents and my grandma are yelling back and forth at each other. I'm going to get out of my house. And my, my grandma's running through the house doing the Gator chomp. And JT and I, my brother, are going, Ben Troop's destroying us. Someone guard Ben Troop. And not only here we are, you know, doing radio, sure. but – when you first came down here, you stayed with my parents while you were yes. looking for a place yes. in that house, yes. in my grandma's house, which yes. is just crazy to think about. Small world. You know, to think about all that. But, you know, you think about everybody has memories of their teams growing up. I mean, Kev, I, I, I think about, you know, we were talking about uh, Georgia Tech split national championship sure. yesterday. We're talking about, you and know, I, was, I, I held Cal, it to the end. I mean, Calvin Johnson. <laughs> five, five downs. And, and, yeah, and, yeah, and, and Joe Hill like, and Robbie Godhigh <laughs> and, I mean, Josh Nesbitt. Yes. I mean, come on, man. Georgia Tech, one of the great programs in college football. This is what you can appreciate about. This is what you can appreciate. For those of you who don't understand the significance of, you know, you know who, Kevin, uh, who Kevin's team is. Me and BJ openly talk trash about our team. The kind of the kind of and it the, came around to get me. Yes, because when y'all didn't make a bowl game, then exactly, we didn't make a bowl oh, game. Oh yeah, yeah. Florida, Florida don't make a bowl game, and I tell I tell BJ that day. You better hope that Florida State don't miss a bowl game, and they miss a bowl game the next year. But the love that Kevin has for his team, and when I say love, I mean the honesty that I that will go on. You know, I, I will talk about it on the show. But Kevin gives some gems when it comes to his squad because true love of a of a team is to be critical. But I just want to be clear too. Yes. All of us. I yes, mean ben, sure. ben, you're one of the great gators of all time. All of us can be objective of about other teams and have been while having a team no, 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 that we host on this Saturday. How it goes. Yes, Kevin by Florida. Oh, I think they're going to be good. Yeah, yes, B, yes, BJ by Georgia Tech. I mean they're going to be good. But ask the play ask ask BJ by Florida State. Oh no. Ask because you get uh, nervous. Because, because what happens is, right? Okay, because, you can't even watch I'm not, games. I'm not doing it. I, I know my limitations. And I'm not doing it, especially when I live and die with every single play. BJ, I didn't know this about you with Florida State. I know you were a Florida State fan, but I didn't know how crazy it was for you because your mom and my mom share a common denominator. That's called being disrespectful. I told you to not call me when the game was going on. Don't send me anything. What my mama do? Did you just see what happened? Yeah, I'll no, say, mama. please don't text me. I'll open up my phone, and it'll say, oh, my gosh, they're struggling. Or, no, oh, no, wow, no, no. we had a great Listen, game. the greatest feat in life is to root for Georgia Tech and people think you root for Georgia. It don't get much better than that. And Kevin, how many times have you been called a Georgia, a Georgia a fan? I've been called a Georgia homer a, a whole lot. And Kevin just go, and his kids go, but daddy, I'll bite your tongue. Let's go, son. But well, I also think I speak for all of us. Everybody yes. now is going, oh, Georgia. All of us love college football. Yes. And the yes. student athletes and the players I'm not, and, and, I'm, and the programs. BJ, the one of the greatest days on the show, it's a bunch of them. A, a, another team that, that Kevin roots for I'm, is going to go unnamed. No. It's, it's, it's bad, I'll say. It's alma mater. A, a rival of them comes in here one day. I'm, I'm not going to say the school. West Georgia. <laughs> and this is the thing, right? Kevin can see him. Like, Kevin goes, just keep walking, just keep walking. Oh, he's coming over here. He gives us the West Georgia hats to put on. And Kevin, like, Kevin looks at me like, hey, it's not a shot 
<laughs> I ain't putting on this hat. Yeah, we're I all putting on the gear. Because, going, oh, because, man, this is great. And, and, when, and people ask, what, what is, what, how deep does it go? That's how deep it goes. Like, I'm not, I'll hold it. I'm going to be, I'm going to be cordial. I'm going to be respectful. I'm going to take the picture. And that's it. I mean, the fact that I'm holding no, this No, I think I put head. it behind my back. And like, and like, <laughs> because, because that's what... I appreciate BJ, the job he was doing. BJ man. always asked me, I mean, why don't you get into coaching? Because I guarantee you, who's going to call my phone? Hey, Florida State, A-B-N, come. No, not doing it. George going to call my phone, A-B-N. No, not doing it. Because I. it's almost like, man, I'm You know how many people I've known had said, look, I would pay money to see Ben in a Georgia jersey? And I'm like, Ben's not going to do it. I'm not I doing don't it. think that's happening. Yeah. That's not... Because, because, like, because, he said, like, why don't you just make a bet? And if he loses, like, because Ben the will not, ben will the not only, agree to even bet. And, I, and, I, and listen, yes, I have three children. Uh, my son plays quarterback. You know, wherever he wants to go, I'm going to support him. But if he's trying to, you know, he picks certain school, I'm going to say, son, you know. You're not going to be Emmett Smith up there? Uh, never in life. I, I, listen, <laughs> and the thing about Emmett, right, Emmett do all this uh, buddy buddying up with freaking Kirby where his son go, not George. What you doing that for? Like, like, like the one thing BJ helped me understand is, dude, you don't do certain stuff. When you are certain players, you don't you don't put on Georgia stuff. Like, what is you doing, Emmett? I mean, I you did put on garnet and gold at the draft. I mean, That you was were... not garnet and gold. That was plum. And I'm going <laughs> to say that to the end. That was not. And at, But that's what I'm saying. It's almost like. Certain colors, you can't even put them together anymore. It's almost like, but I will say this. We are true fans of college football because we are honest about our team. We don't do that sugar-coated stuff. We don't even let other people try to even mention anything. Nothing positive when it comes to your team. Just give me the worst because possible Because you can't handle it. But all I'm saying is, and again, I say this for Kevin, for you and me, yes. the love of college football, yes. the appreciation yes. for the student athletes, the appreciation for their sacrifice, the appreciation for, you know, so many people do so much to make the sport what it is. And Ben, I've 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 heard you say before, right? Like when you like you love the student athletes, college football, Florida, and and you know, you can you can love all those things and still talk about college football objectively and and and, and still break down this game. Sure. But all of us are fans. Yeah. I'm I'm sure everybody listening's got yes. a team or, or yes. a player or a coach. You know, or a league that yes. they like, and it's just fun, and it has been. I mean, think about it over the years with all the fandoms in the office of coming in saying, <laughs> "Oh, we're going to lose this." I mean, what's Georgia, Florida been like for you the week? I mean, there, every there, week there, for the last there five are, years. There are no. I don't think there's anybody in in the office that roots for the same team. That's how that's how serious it is. But I will say, you know, I mean, BJ and Kevin, you guys make it fun because at the end of the day, you know, I have to act like stuff don't bother me. I, I go to Florida, Georgia. They go, they go freaking Champ Bailey wearing his gold jacket out there, and they go, they go Champ Bailey walk by him like I didn't see him. I'm not talking to nobody. Sorry, Champ, can't do it <laughs> because because I want to be able to. I go to a Florida Georgia game with Jim, and I literally I went <laughs> to the mall. Oh man, Jim, Jim's up there. Jim, he gonna talk, Jim was up there in the press box. I'm in the mall holding people like, and I'm in the mall. People looking at me like, you don't want to go to the game? No, they sold out. <laughs> so I, I I I just know that there aren't too many things in his life. Outside of your family, man, that you just love deeply. And, and and the problem is you go, dude, they don't give me anything. But listen, from the Kevin Carters and the Emmett Smiths and all the former all the all the gators that, that went on to do big time stuff, they say, dude, it ain't nothing like college, man. It don't get better than that. Because the fact that, you know, people have to be, you know, we have to talk to each other off a ledge every freaking weekend. Whether winning the game, is, it feels just like losing it, especially if it's, hey, man, you see, we almost lost. That's called a win. Or as Kevin would say, hey, man, we almost beat them. That's no, called a loss. Winning, you're allowed, <laughs> yeah. to, you're allowed to exhale and go, oh, my goodness. <laughs> losing is like it stays with you. But I will say this, too. For the Georgia Tech, 
But Kevin represents Valdosta State now. Yes, yes, yes. Oh. I mean, I mean, I mean, when we get to, people get to talk about Title Town, throwing that word around, and Kevin go, I'm sorry. I think he corrected you the other he day did, when did. you I said mean, Gainesville I mean, listen, was listen, from high town. school to the college. I mean, all, all things. Penn says, I'm sorry, y'all have signs up in y'all's town that says Title Town. I mean, I mean, do you, no, no. Do you got thirty for thirty? Do you got documentaries? Exactly. Do you got Netflix specials? I'm just saying. I mean, you know, coming down, you know, coming up 75, 75 North. There it is, off to the Rizzite. You better act like you know. I used to stop in Valdosta coming back from coming back from uh from Florida back when uh back when gas was seventy eight cents a gallon. That, <laughs> that, that existed. Again. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was uh, that was absolutely amazing. Yeah. Again, we've got a lot to get to uh, here on the show. We got some special guests uh, that are going to stop by as we uh, we close out the show and. I will reminisce about some things as uh, as we wind it down as well, and, and look ahead uh, to uh, to what's coming uh, in in the future. But a lot of special guests coming up here on the show. But we'll talk with Tommy Bowden, uh, former Clemson head coach, college football analyst, and hey, we are on the precipice of the season. It starts tomorrow night, Thursday night football, five straight days of football. He will join us next. We're glad you're with us. Thanks for making us a part of your day. Here it's three and out on the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. Good to have you back. Here it is, three and out. Kevin BJ and Ben. College football really starts the uh, the weekend uh, tomorrow as we kick off five days of college football Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. And uh, joining us here on the program, former Clemson head coach, college football analyst Tommy Bowden joins us here on three and out. Coach, welcome. How are you? Uh, good afternoon. Hope y'all are doing well. Yes, sir. Doing fantastic. Uh, you look at the start of week one here. In uh, in college football, a lot of big games uh, to start out the uh, the week. Yeah, the real. It, yeah, absolutely. In week one, which do you think? If I had to make uh, Tommy Bowden pick one, what's the biggest game on the docket for you this weekend? Golly, man, alive! You know, I I, I, I it probably would be Oregon and Georgia, simply because Georgia Georgia is defending national championship, and, and Oregon's got Bo Nix, got a little SEC flavor, you know, back uh, with Oregon, but. I think that might be the biggest one. And I think LSU-Florida State, uh, I had to pick a close second with Brian Kelly going to uh, uh, LSU and then Florida State's uh, performance last week. Those two. Coach, with Georgia, you have to replace 15 draft picks. Uh, You, of course, have a ton of talent still. But how do you expect them to be this year coming off of the first national title in 40 years? Well, I, 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 like you said, when you when you look at college football, the team with the best players usually win. And when you look at recruiting the last five to eight years, it's been Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, Oklahoma, and those are the teams that are usually in, in, in the playoffs. So Georgia, you, you mentioned the fact they lost a lot of players, but they have a lot of good players stacked up that got some great experience last year, last spring, preseason. So I think they'll respond well. The biggest thing is. Can they handle success? Alabama has proved that they can. Clemson has proved that they can. Now Georgia's got to cross that hurdle. There's never never been an issue for Florida uh, for Kirby Smart until this year, and how he handles the, his team's success. And coach, I mean, you mentioned Clemson. I mean, people consider them having a down year last year, and they won ten games. No, they did not go to Charlotte and play for the ACC championship game. Uh, how how do you see them faring this year, especially with a guy in DJU who's going to have to play a lot better than he did a, a year ago? I think I think this is going to be the key. I think Clemson University will be in the college football playoff if DJ 60 percent, and then he throws less 
five interceptions or less if, if he's the 12-game starter. So if he throws for over 60% and then his interceptions can be under five, five or under, then I think they will definitely be in the college football playoff. Their defense is that good. Their talent level is that good. But they've got to have a better, more consistent performance from him, I think, to get to the playoff. Tommy Bowden joining us here on 3 and Out. Coach, how much do you think Clemson will miss Brent Venables this year? You know, watching the bowl games, not much. I thought that it was an excellent performance by the new defensive coordinator in their bowl game. Now, I know that was just one game, but Brent Venables, one of the things that made him so marketable, one of the reasons Dabo paid him so much money, and a lot of other people would, is because he consistently performed at a high level uh, 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 and, and a high standard year after year after year. Whether you can do that, that I think that's going to be the, the test. So uh, that remains to be seen. But uh, if the new guy doesn't back up year after year after year of top-notch defenses, then, then, then he's going to be met, missed. But we, we won't know until a year or two. Staying there in the ACC, uh, you know, Clemson, even though they weren't in the title game last year, has been the standard, uh, whether it's Miami, whether it's NC State. I know you mentioned Florida State. Uh, is there a team that's closing the gap, you think, or, or could be a viable uh, contender pit maybe to uh, win the ACC this year, or is Clemson the clear favorite? Well, I think Clemson's the, the, the clear favorite. The, all the teams you mentioned would have a chance. Uh, Miami, Florida State, the, the team that I like the best, and it's simply because their quarterback would be NC State, Happened to watch some just a one-on-one film of their quarterback, Devin Leary, uh, this summer. I just watching his footwork, the way he threw the ball, his mechanics, his accuracy, the way the ball came off his uh, arm and, and hand. I was really impressed with him. His statistics back it up. But I like NC State, the number of defensive players they got back. They finally got over the Clemson hurdle. But I think that quarterback, there's a lot of good quarterbacks in the ACC. I happen to think uh, he might be a little better than Sam Hartman. I, I would pick him right now as the the number one guy going into the preseason. But I, I think they would be the team that since they since last year and they've got the trigger puller back, I, I like NC State. And, Coach, even sticking with NC State, I mean, as you mentioned last year, finally got over that Clemson hurdle. But NC State will lose to a team that they're better than. Do you think Coach Doran going to have those guys, you know, focus week in and week out to do what, you know, Pitt, and, uh, you know, and Wake Forest was able to do last year and just shock everybody in the ACC. Well, I think that's going to be the key. That's the one thing that he has not done while he's been Dave Dorn. He hasn't put those back-to-back seasons. I know he's really challenged his team. And until he can talk about it all he wants to and the media can write about it. Until they do it, though, you never know whether he's got the chemistry, he's got the leadership on his team to do it. I think a lot of it comes from the uh, maturity in the team leadership looks like they have a lot of that back but we're gonna have to play the season to find out but they've got to get over that hurdle they have not done it in the past tommy bowden joining us here on three and out coach obviously you've seen many uh you know variations of college football as we continue to go through expansion and, and all of that five years from now coach where do you see this thing with you know the big 10 talking about going to 20 teams the the money disparity that you see between the top two conferences and everybody else just to, you know, play the game financially. Where, where do you see this thing headed in five, six years, and how drastically different, if much, do you think the sport will look like uh, in five, six years' time? Yeah, here's a couple of things I think will happen. I, I think we're going to see 
Hey, the top 60 teams, uh, the Power Five conferences, there's about 12 teams per conference. There's going to be a 60-team right around there, 60-team pull away from the NCAA. They'll get their own commissioner. He will formulate – they will not run under the guidelines of the NCAA. Then there's going to be another 60 teams uh, roughly around there to, to give you 120, 130 teams that there are in Division One A football. I think they'll have their feel for the NIL – and a transfer portal, there, there will be restrictions on both. I think the amount of money and the, the restrictions on guidelines on transfer portal, when you can do it and how many times you can do it and where you can go. But in five or six years, I see a commissioner. I see the NCAA being a non-factor in these top uh, top 60 teams. And it would be like the old NFL and AFC and NFC in, in NFL football. Coach, in terms of this year, uh, what four teams do you have making the playoff? Well, you know, there's, there's your, the Alabamas, the Georgias, the uh, High State are, are your normal three. The surprise team, that I think, uh, might, could possibly be Utah. Uh, it should, uh, we, we mentioned the games this week. It should be a great game between Florida and Utah. But I think Utah, the success they had last year, uh, we'll have an opportunity to be kind of a sleeper team to get up and, and join the Clemson, uh, uh, Ohio State, Georgia, Alabama. Th- th- those normal teams that have recruited well are going to be there again. A uh, Cinderella team could possibly be Utah. I think Clemson's got a great chance to jump back in the college football playoff. And, Coach, I mean, I know we've been talking about Clemson a lot. If Clemson can find a way to get back to their winning ways, when I say uh, winning the ACC, if they only have one loss, do you see – and winning the ACC, do you see them being one of the uh, Final Four teams? Uh, depends on who they lose to. You know, if NC State is clearly the second-best team and they lose to NC State, because I think the ACC this year is losing a little bit of traction behind the, a- the SEC and the Big Ten – so I could easily could see two teams uh, coming from those two conferences and, and the ACC getting left out. So if, if, if Clemson loses the game, I think it's really going to be difficult for them to get into the college playoffs because of right now the strength of the Big Ten and the uh, SEC. Tommy Bowden, former Clemson head coach, joining us here on 3 and Out. Coach, really appreciate the time. Thanks so much. And it's full speed ahead now. Y'all enjoy it. 100%. Uh, Tommy Bowden joining us here on 3 and Out. As, again, the season really kicks off starting tomorrow, Thursday night, college football, and we get five straight days of it to soak it in and, uh, and really get things going in a big, big way. We've got more to come. We're talking Braves baseball. Boy, the Braves and the Rockies, you thought maybe an easier turn in the schedule. Didn't get it done last night, even though the Dodgers helped you out. You didn't help yourself. We'll talk some Braves baseball. Bud Ellis will join us next. It's 3 and Out on the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. Well, the Braves didn't help themselves out last night uh, in any way. The the Dodgers did their part for the Braves, beat the Mets. The Braves couldn't beat the Rockies. And our next guest will know uh, how kind of funny this is uh, because I've said long and I've told him since uh, I first probably started talking sports with him that my, like, adopted Team B was like the Colorado Rockies. So kind of funny that we come to this uh, point in uh, in the proceedings where our last show, the Braves are playing the Rockies and, well, the Rockies beat the Braves last night. But... Bud Ellis joins us here on uh, 3 and Out. Bud, man, welcome to the show. How are you? It is good to be on with you boys. And, yeah, I mean, the Rockies are are trying to make themselves relevant in the National League East. They beat Max Scherzer on Sunday. They beat Max Freed on Tuesday. And, 
that was, I'll be honest with you, for, for a team that's on a 98-win pace in the heat of a, of a great pennant race, last night's game was an absolute dog, man. It felt like watching the 2016 Braves, to be honest. And that's not a good thing if you're a Braves fan. But I've had this question, and it's one that nobody's had a good answer to, but you look at Acuna, still in and out of the lineup at times. They're trying to save him. You're playing with uh, Michael Harris. You've got, obviously, uh, Spencer Strider. you got Vaughn Grissom. I mean, these are three guys and an injured Acuna who are playing big roles on your baseball team. Is it not fair uh, potentially to expect, even as good as this Braves team is, that Three of your biggest pieces might be hitting the wall here in the next couple of weeks trying to push through. I mean, if you told anybody in spring training that Michael Harris would end up playing 120-ish games for you and Vaughn Grissom would end up coming up and playing a big role in the final seven weeks of the regular season, I, I think there is a part of you that if you looked at it from a truthful standpoint, you'd be like, oh, boy, did things kind of go off the rails because – you're talking about two kids who were teammates last year at Rome. And, I mean, yeah, I mean, it is it is fair to wonder that. We've kind of seen Vaughn Grissom come back down to earth a little bit. Now, now certainly, uh, you know, a 0 for 12 skid that he broke last night and had a pretty nice game is, is not cause for concern. Everybody's going to have an 0 for 12 or a 1 for 18 over the course of a long season. I just think, and, and again, this I always talk about, you know, the, the instant reaction, and, and you know, people tend to look at baseball almost in a football-style context of every game is the end of the world or every game's the greatest thing that ever happened. And in baseball, what makes it unique is it's such a long season, you just can't be wired that way until you get into late August, early September when the games carry so much magnitude. And it was a little jarring last night to watch what looked like a little bit of a lifeless team. Now, there's a myriad of reasons why that happens, and it happens to everybody over the course of a long season. But I think if you're the Braves, you'd really like to see them come out and do what they couldn't do that last night, and that's take advantage of scoring opportunities, especially early in the game, get a lead, and try to get some momentum. Because while this is only their second three-game losing streak of the season, I'll be honest with you, it's a rotten time to have any type of losing streak with the Mets playing at 102-win pace. But I want to ask this, understanding that the Braves are only, what, three games out, and, you know, it, it, it could be a very productive rest of the week for the Braves in that regard. But we've talked about the NL East, and understandably, given what's happened the last couple of years, but... Is it quote unquote okay if the Braves don't win the NL East and are the first wild card team in? I mean, can you still, in your mind, is it still viable to make a, a run at the World Series if they don't win the East? I think, and this is just my opinion, and I know people are going to agree or disagree with that, but if the Braves are going to not win the National League East, I would almost rather that get decided before the final six games of the year, because obviously the Mets play the final weekend of the season here in Atlanta. If the Braves leave Atlanta and go to Miami for the final series of the regular season with a shot to win the division, and obviously it's going to be, you know, all hands on deck, I'd almost rather them lose the division by seven or eight games, as bad as that sounds, because then you can line up Max Freed to start the opener of the wild card series, and you can have whoever starts the second game, and look, at the end of the day, if you're going to go do what you did last November, you're going to have to beat the Dodgers again. 
And, yes, a five-game series is frightening, especially when you have to start the first two out there and they've had a week of rest, a week of rest. But odds are you're going to have to run through the Dodgers and the Mets anyway. You'd prefer not to have to play the wild-card series, but you would be at home. If you sweep it, you can really set your pitching up almost exactly the way you would want to anyway. But to Kevin's point, you know, guys hitting the wall and all that, that buy is really going to be, you think on the surface, beneficial. Now, I know some teams, they play every day and build momentum, and baseball's different from other sports that way. But I don't think it's a death knell by any stretch of the imagination if the Braves finish second in the East. And depending on how it shakes out, it might actually be beneficial because if you're seven or eight games out going into the final six games of the year, and you want to skip Max Freed or throw Max Freed three innings or Kyle Wright three innings, it's almost like, you know, back in, you know, when you would win the division early anyway and take a few days to kind of give the starters a little bit of a break. We joke about the hangover lineup the day after the Braves points the division. You could almost do that for a handful of games. But if you have to redline this to game 161 or 162 and you fall one game short or two games short, then I think it becomes really problematic because then you've got to turn around – get up for a big series at home, and then, of course, if you win that, you got to fly all the way across the country and play a team that's 50-something games over 500. And, but that being said, with a guy like Snit, who's seen it all, done it all, obviously has been incredible since him and Athabla's uh, been tied to the hip, it's got to feel good knowing if he decided, you know, it's, it's, it's going to come down to strategy, and we knew this NL East was going to be top to bottom, the hardest division in baseball at what point do you start saying to yourself, all right, we kind of can see we're not going to win this thing. We start trying to imply, you know, uh, apply that strategy you just named. Yeah, I, I think as long as they have a mathematic chance, I think they're going to put the hammer down. Because at the end of the day, I mean, if you end up in the wild card series, let's say you backed off for a little bit. And, you know, you, you ended up not taking advantage of nights like last night. You're going to kick yourself if you end up hosting Philadelphia, for example, and you got to face Wheeler and Noah, you know, one, two out of the gate. Or Milwaukee, and you're facing, you know, you know Burns and Woodruff one two out of the gate. You know that that's a, that's going to be a rough ride whether you're at home or not. But I do think at, if if it does get to a point where the Braves are pretty much mathematically out of it, mathematically or pretty much common sense out of it. You know, if you're down, you know, seven games with, you know, nine to go, even though you got three against the Mets, I I think it just depends on how the next you know two two and a half to three weeks shake out because. That Mets schedule is so easy. It is the easiest schedule in baseball by a country mile once they finish the series with the Dodgers. You know, and the Braves, they do have they have the West Coast road trip. You know, Seattle's fighting to break their playoff drought. San Francisco's never easy. And you do have seven games left with Philadelphia. You could conceivably face Wheeler and Nola four times in those seven games. So the Braves are going to have to keep playing well. I said it a couple weeks ago last time I was on with y'all that you know, at the end of the day, you know, the Braves are probably going to have to play, you know, almost kind of out of their minds the way they've played since June 1st to win this division. Part of that's because how good the Mets have been. Part of it's because of the schedule. And at the end of the day, if you have to run that to game 161 or 162, and then you've got to turn around two days later and face, let's just say, Wheeler and Nola, you know, you're going to have to expel pretty much everything you have to get through the wild card series. Now, that's not to say the Braves are going to go belly up. The Braves could go into the playoffs as a wild card and win the World Series. I really believe that. But it is a little bit of an easier ride if you win the division title and then, you know, you've got that bye and you can set everything up exactly the way you want. Bud Ellis joining us here on 3 and Out. And, and Bud, obviously today the last 3 and Out. And 
BJ and I were talking. I mean, this kind of a ironic uh, little circle here that we've we've gotten to. I joked about the Braves and Rockies, but you told me off there, and I did not know this uh, that my first day in South Georgia on the radio was September 11th of 2000. I've I've said that it's very easy to remember because one year later, we tragically know uh, know what happened. You said, "Hey, I moved to the coast, and my first day was September 11th of 2000." Before you got into sports writing, so uh, you and I have talked a long time. You once mentored a young B.J. Bennett in a newsroom at the start of his sports writing career. So uh, the, the, the three of us, uh, man, I feel like I've been talking Braves baseball with you for a long time, and I guess for 22 yeah. years I, I have. And I just want to say, man, I always enjoy our conversations, both on the air and away from the air. And I know you and I joke that sometimes the conversations away from the air were much more entertaining uh, <laughs> at times. But, man, I just I, – I, I won't speak for B.J. I'll let him tell you in a minute. But, I mean – Man, I always appreciate the friendship. Uh, I mentioned it on Twitter. Uh, you know, all of our conversations, just knowing you these past uh, 22 years, and uh, you know, maybe we'll make some time to get that late night Braves podcast going at some point. But man, just I appreciate your your uh, your talks and all that that we've had throughout the years, man. Thanks so much. Man, thank you. You know, I, I remember. You know, I I came down to St. Simons and joined the publishing company. I had just gotten married. I was 27 years old, and I remember listening to you. You know, and I was like, oh, it's so cool. There's a sports talk station here in town, having no idea that after the terrorist attack happened that I would feel the desire to get back into the newspaper business, and lo and behold, there would be an opening right there in Brunswick, and being able to work alongside people like Murray Poole and Kevin Price just meant the absolute world to me. It was the highlight of my career, and you know, I got into the newspaper business as a 17-year-old because someone took a chance on me at my hometown paper in Douglasville, Georgia, and I saw a lot of the hunger and a lot of the talent in B.J., that people saw in me, and it was an honor and a blessing to be able to give him the opportunity. I'm actually looking at a picture right now in my Braves room downstairs of me, Murray, AP, and BJ on the field at Baysmore Hyder Stadium on December 20th, 2003, after, Cam- after we covered Camden County winning the state championship at Valdosta. And so many great memories of being able to jump on with you guys and doing remotes and, you know, halftime shows at Glen County Stadium and, and, you know, the region basketball tournaments and baseball games and all the Braves talk through the years. And, you know, I, I was joking with my wife that I remember one time being on with you guys in our condo on St. Simons, and it was right before the region basketball tournament, and I was trying to juggle because I was holding a five-month-old baby who was crying while I was trying to do my radio hit, and there was a 17-month-old sitting in the floor who was crying during the radio hit. And those two boys will be 20 and 19 years old in a few weeks. So we go back a long way. It, it's meant a lot to me, just, you know, the professional side, but more importantly, the personal side. And, you know, as someone who will be 50 in a few months, you know, the older I get, the more I value those friendships and those relationships. And I just can't thank you guys enough. It's been an awesome ride. I'm so proud of both of you and of Ben for what you've built down there. And, you know, bigger and better and brighter skies are ahead for all three of y'all. I know that. And Bud, thank you so much. I mean, I I, I appreciate your mentorship and uh, and uh, giving me the opportunity you did. And I'll just say this, man. Again, appreciate you so much. But that game in Valdosta, if I'm remembering correctly, was freezing cold. Kevin's yeah. shaking his head, and I I don't know why. Maybe it was because I just was you know oblivious. But I wore like shorts and a t-shirt to that game. And before we left, you guys were like, "What are you doing?" I said, "No, I'm fine." And the whole second half, I'm drinking hot chocolate, you know, nearing hypothermia. So uh, I remember that game, and uh, that's crazy that you have that photo. But thanks for everything, man. It's uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. 
Man, it's it's been a blast. I remember Murray in the press box telling me, "You think BJ's cold? You think BJ's cold?" And I was like, "I know he's cold. He's freezing. I'm freezing, and I have four layers on." But there are a million memories that I have of my time on the coast, and it's and it's amazing how many of those memories intersect with with you and with Kev, and in the last few years, then being able to to talk with you as well, and the perspective from your journey that you've been able to add and. It's just, you know, it's just been tremendous, and I'm so proud, again, of all y'all and to call y'all friends more than anything else, and can't wait to see what your next chapter unfolds. I know it'll be blessed with great success and, and great happiness. And, but I got to say, man, I mean, obviously I haven't known you as long as, uh, you know, BJ and Kevin, but I think the thing about the you that, uh, that I always appreciate is authenticity. When you get into this business, you always ask yourself, can I be me and talk sports? And then, bud, you come on, I go, hell yeah, I can be me, and I'm gonna be me, and I can, I just can appreciate, we all share a love for them Braves, man, we all share a love for sport, but, the, you know, the way you, you know, uh, you know, how glowingly you talk about your boys all the time, and, you know, you learn about things all the time. I, I think I know what Kevin and BJ are connected to. Here you are, you and Kevin connected the way back, but I just want to say, man, thank you for just being you, almost giving me permission to be me, man, you've been the best. Hey, I appreciate that, Ben. You're one of a guy. I remember, remember watching you down some of those Georgia-Florida games going, oh, boy, they got to cover that dude. So it's been, it's been awesome, man. And I, um, and I look forward to talking to you guys in the future and, you know, again, wish you guys just the absolute best. You've provided such a tremendous service to so many people throughout the coastal region. And, yeah, think about all those high school kids who some of their fondest memories of their lives, you guys were there chronicling them. That's something I always remembered in my sports writing days. And I hope that you guys remember that in your broadcasting days as well because those memories, people will carry those with them forever and ever. You may not meet people, you may not know those stories, but they'll have those stories about you, and that's something all three of you should be very proud of. Uh, we absolutely are. Bud, man, uh, pleasure. We'll, we will talk to you at some point uh, down the road, man. Appreciate it as always. All right. Take care, my friends. We'll see you soon. Bud Ellis joining us here on 3 and Out. And, uh, again, just way back in the way back machine there is uh, – uh, as we, we mentioned, BJ, all kind of interconnected there. As Bud and I have been talking sports for 20 years, and you actually worked with Bud uh, way back when. And uh, obviously, everybody's grown and gone on to this and that and what have you. And uh, we've, you know, we'll chronicle that later in the show. But I mean, obviously, uh, Bud's been a guy that, uh, you know, as we've done these last handful of shows, you start talking to people and you're like, yeah, gum, I have been talking to that dude for every week the, for, for 20 for, years. For, 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 for 20 time. years, right? Yeah, for a, for a, a long time. Long time, and we appreciate Bud coming on. We got more to come. It's three and out, Southern Pigskin Radio Network. Good to have you back here, three and out. Final show. Glad you're making us a part of your day. Streaming live, ESPNCoastal.com, 912-342-7184. If you wish to uh, to join us here in uh, the, the final show and uh, share your thoughts with us on uh, the program as well. And we got a special guest next hour. We'll have a couple of special guests as we, uh, we go throughout the show today. Got a secret guest. Secret guest. Who orchestrated the secret guest? I don't know. I don't Kevin? know who it is. Oh, I don't. I don't know who it is. Kevin didn't. I didn't. There, but there's. I don't know who it is. We'll Eli. Is it going to be AC? It could be. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> got a couple special guests. But yeah. No. We, we got a lot of special things lined up here as we go throughout the uh, the remainder of the show. We'll have Braves coming up for you tonight against the uh, the Rockies. So we'll still promo that going up as well. But just to dovetail off our conversation with Bud. Uh, Obviously, you got to win some of these games against Colorado, or you're going to find yourself in a, in a situation where 
You might just call it and play for the the Kevin, wild card. What at that if point. your Rockies, while all while the all while the Mets are losing to the Dodgers, after 20 years of you saying, "Yeah, I'm, I'm a Rockies fan." I mean, first you're a Georgia Tech fan, now you're a Rockies <laughs> fan. Now the Rockies are keeping the Braves from making progress in the NL East. Braves have got to beat the Rockies. I think LA will do their thing. Braves got to win tonight. I don't like I don't like the optimistic BJ. I want the old guy BJ. They're gonna be fine. We're coming right back. Hour two. It is three and out on the Southern Pigskin. Radio Network. Good to have you back. It is hour two, final three and out. Glad you were making us a part of your day. We got special guests uh, still lined up throughout the show. And the next two special guests, well, this might be the most nervous 15 minutes of radio I've done in 22 years. Because, Ben, you have my two sons uh, standing next to me on the show. And they have agreed to do take three with you. So. Uh, I don't know what's about to happen, but did take it away. This might be the best uh, take three I'm ever going to do. Uh, this one, the only take three that I ever get to ask some questions. They ain't let me ask a question. So now that I got, now that I got, listen, I'm, I got the king here. I got the queen here. I got the two princes right here. So let's get right to it. Both of you guys are obviously big time baseball players, but the world wants to know who's the better baseball player. Uh, I am not answering that, Eli. Take it away. Well, you have to answer it because that's because you don't take three. Uh, whatever. Eli. <laughs> it's me. There. there you go. No, hold on, hold on. Wait a minute. Why is he the better baseball player than you? He started when he was six playing actual organized baseball. I only started until I was eight. So it's because he started early. You're saying that's why he's better than you? Yes, definitely. The fact that Red is willing to admit that his brother is better than him. Oh, he's not. Anything. He's being goaded into it right now for sure. <laughs> exactly. Now, this is something that everybody really, really wants to know. This is the biggest controversy on this show. You know, your dad doesn't like double fudge. Uh, your dad believes in uh, non-traditional wings, a.k.a. chicken nuggets. <laughs> but we want to know, how in the world do neither of y'all like mac and cheese? I had a bad experience with it. Talk about it. You got to talk about it. <laughs> no. Talk about it, Eli. What happened? I was eating it one time, and I was just staying over somewhere, and I was only like, I don't know how old. And I ate a scoop of it, and I, I didn't feel too good, and I ate another scoop and puked in the bowl. <laughs> now, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. We got to stay right there for a second. Uh, now, Red, if you can remember this. Did did somebody scoop it? Did somebody scoop it out of a out of a pan or was it out of a pot? Because if it was out of a pot, that means it came out of, out of a box. A pan. Oh, so it was actual mac and cheese, like yes, really mac and yes. cheese. Now I got. I mean, I know that Eli said he had a bad experience. Do you guys believe in non-traditional uh, chicken nuggets? No. I'm sorry, chicken no. strips. No wings. They both like wings. No. Do you do you do you guys believe in non-traditional wings? You know what a non-traditional wing is? You talk about chicken nuggets? That's it's no, a no. chicken nugget. It's a chicken strip. <laughs> why 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 get order that when you can get wings? Flats or drums? Hey, listen, listen, because I'll never I'll never have you know, I'll never get this type of you know exclusivity to you guys again. Uh Eli, when I first met you, you were a model. I saw the pictures. Why did you move on from your modeling career to become this great uh baseball player? It's uh it's more fun. <laughs> I don't have to do nothing. <laughs> what do you mean? I mean, now, Red, you you were obviously growing your hair out. I can see I you grew growing. I grew it out during the summer, and I cut it 
Because of stupid school. <laughs> whoa, 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 wait a minute, hold on. Wait a second, hold, hold, hold. Stay up, hold on. Because when I when I get excitement, I want you to stay there. Now, so you telling me if it wasn't for school, you would keep growing it out? Yes, I would grow it out until my mom or him uh-huh. would make me cut it. Now, listen, when we when it comes to um rejoiners, we got a, all our kids have done them. The one that you did when you said you said the son of Kevin Thomas, like. Did somebody have to tell you to say that? Did you just tell Christian, man, man, give me the freaking music so I can say this? Christian was not in the room. Uh-huh. He was somewhere in the office. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Thomas was in there. <laughs> uh-huh. And he played the music, and I just said the first thing that came to my mind. Does it does it <laughs> does it does it feel does it not feel weird to you to call your dad Kevin Thomas right next to him? Why well, can't you just call me dad and I'm sitting right here? It feels very weird okay. to call him that. <laughs> now, 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 now. I'm not gonna get to call him that. Now, Eli. Now, Eli. Before, before, before we let you, before we let you out of here. Look, I mean, I gotta ask this to every every kid I come across that has that aura that you. How does it feel to be you? How does it, how would you describe it? Fun, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I mean, well, g- give us a little bit more than fun. I don't know. I mean, he doesn't know how to describe fun. <laughs> Uh, well, see, well, Eli, we, I yeah. mean, you, you um, represent your brother, Arendt. Um, how would you describe your brother to the, to the fans? Baseball, football, basketball. His favorite sport is baseball, and he plays too much video games. <laughs> <laughs> listen, before I'm, I'm, this, this, is, this is, once again, people, when you ask what makes us, listen, uh, radio is just what we do. Who we are is on the show right now. We got, we got the queen, we got the king, we got the two offspring right here. This is the first time ever in life that Red has deferred to somebody else saying somebody is better than him or something. It's got, I believe that he's been bribed before this show. I think Eli has bribed his brother. I do not believe Red one second when he says his brother is a better baseball player because, well, Red, no matter what, he was going to start earlier than you because, well, he's older than you. So he's going to start a little bit earlier. So you saying without the head start, you will be better. No, he just started at an earlier age. That's what he said, yeah. Yeah, so, oh. if, you, so, if, you start, so if he would have started early, you would be better than him right now? Yes, if he started when uh, when he was 10 and I started when I was 8, I'd definitely be better than him. <laughs> the modesty. Sorry, Eli, sorry. The, 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 <laughs> sorry, he's not sorry. Not sorry. <laughs> That's take three. Hey, boys, come here. Get off the box. Come here. That's take three. Love you, boys. Bye. Oh, bye. Oh, you came in here to do take three and tear up the studio one more time. That's what we do. All right, let Mr. BJ come back in here. Appreciate it. I will see you guys at home a little later. I know. It'll be later. All right. Get out of the studio. There's my two. Hey, thank you, boys. Eli and Rhett, my two sons, doing the final take three. And they both have the distinct, uh, I guess, honor, challenge, or whatever. Of having caused mass problems here uh, over the course of uh, my 22 years in uh, in radio, my older son actually shut the station off twice, not once but twice at various times, where he was over by the equipment. This was when I was, BJ, I think we were up on a weekend, and uh, we were doing a show, and I had he was yeah, maybe Saturday five morning, at the right? Saturday morning, maybe five at the time. And he walks over to the rack, which has all of our equipment in it, and he sees, like, the master power button glowing. He's like, I think I'll push that. Everything just goes down. 
And we freak out. And then he did it again like uh, a couple I was months about later. To say, didn't it happen a couple he of times? He did it twice. And then, of course, uh, my younger son, the talkative one, Rhett, he got us banned. He got the whole company banned on YouTube for about three weeks. So if you remember back uh, in the summer when we couldn't do the show on YouTube, that was my younger son's fault. He got us banned. You, you Sorry. You got, you, you <laughs> well, got, listen, you got to do what you got to do. It's all good now. He figured out how to go and broadcast live on YouTube, and that got us in trouble. So, Hey, awesome guys. A lot to be proud of. Yes. I mean, there's nothing like wanting to listen. The greatest thing I think any any dad would want is to have his offspring want to follow in his footsteps, and no one says when that's going to start. So he started early, Kevin, with the, with the, with the, with the you know, from getting a shutdown to get got a shutdown, you know, on the show and got a shutdown on the, on the web. So there was, was, was two for two. But I wanted to ask you this because you're a coach, you're a scout, Two, two very good baseball players. And I know y'all were both modest. And, uh, uh, Rhett, you're talking about your – but both you guys are very good, mm-hmm. very good baseball players. Your dad's been telling us about the success. I've seen – hold on a second, Kev. Did, okay. Did, didn't you guys show me the cha- championship rings? Don't we have championship rings? They got two, uh, Multiple. <laughs> Multiple championship rings? Uh, yeah, well, there you go. It's a one up, up one upping game uh, every. I'm just every saying, time. already multiple championship rings. The tradition has already begun, <clears throat> and obviously, I read you didn't notice, but we already we already revealed who your dad you know root for, who the house roots for in college, you know. So uh, you don't have to go around saying go dogs no more. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, he's shaking his head at that. <laughs> like that'll never, <laughs> that'll never raising them right. In the Thomas household. It's but it's amazing. I mean, it's just been amazing over yeah. the years. And, uh, you know, so many memories, so many stories. And uh, so cool to see you guys and uh, see y'all come on and uh, chat with your dad. And uh, just a, just an awesome moment. And I think, BJ, is uh, this would be, what, uh, year nine of the show. So when we officially came here and, uh, and started the show, they would have been, what, four and two. Would have been two. Yeah, I, I, yes, we know, how, we know how math works. <laughs> Somebody, yeah. Just do, do we? Do we? Well, no, know well, apparently works. we don't if we listen to the show on uh, on uh, on multiple times. Times, but yeah, I mean it's just been fun growing with the show. And as uh, we were talking earlier, when you and I started way back when, and Bud was talking about it, like he barely had kids. You and I did not have kids. Neither you. When I first started, wasn't married. You were like, it's come uh, full circle here uh, over the course of uh, of the show. And again, appreciate you boys uh, coming on take three here for the uh, the last show. Pretty cool. Yeah, very cool, and uh, just again, a lot of memories. It's been a uh, it's been a family effort, and uh, it's just been it's just been really neat. And like you said, I mean, over the years, you look around and go, "Where have the years gone?" And uh, it's just it's just awesome to see uh, everybody growing up. And Ben, I know you mentioned Yaya's birthday was yesterday, and it's just so much to uh, so much to think about, and and uh, just just uh, just awesome to see you guys. Awesome to talk about everybody's families, and uh, I was. Really cool. Absolutely. Hey, we've got more to come. We have a special guest. When we come back, you don't want to miss it. I don't know who it is. I was just told it was a special guest. It's three and out on the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. What's the deal with our kids not like, any guns like, my dad. Anyways, I hadn't played that one in a while, Ben. You were kind of like, Yeah, I was like, I ain't heard that in a minute. Man. <laughs> well, we said we had a special <clears throat> guest. BJ, I will give you all the credit. For finding our next guest. Ben, we've had you on the show all these years, and you said Steve Spurrier was the coach I wanted, Ron Zook was the coach I needed, and we have Ron Zook on the phone right now. Why don't you say hello, Ben? What's up, Coach? How's everything, man? Uh, how you doing, my man, Ben? I ain't talked to you since you 
sent me the book. I tell you what, I've, I've been meaning to call you anyway, and thank you. And uh, uh, I, 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 it was hard for me to get the book away from my wife. I mean, she uh, started on it, and, and uh, it was you did a great job. I'm really, really happy, proud of you. Coach, man, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, having you on, see, there go BJ and Kevin, man, I know what they're trying to do. But uh, I, I just got to say, man, I appreciate you, man. I think sometimes when you a young, uh, you know, player like myself, you know, I, I needed that swift kick in my behind. And I think sometimes uh, the conversation you had with my mom and just the type of man you were and all the conversations we've had and everything I've become as a man, not just as a player, Coach, I can't say thank you enough because sometimes as a player, you don't know what you need because we think we know everything. But I know the first time you met me and the first time I met you, we just looking at each other in the weight room like, who is this? And you look at me like, who is that? And I just I just can't say thank you enough, Coach, because too often at times, I know you've coached a lot of players. I did my best to make sure you remember me. And obviously, I you know, you've done everything for me. So, Coach, I mean, love you to death, man. I appreciate everything you've done. And like I said, you are, a, you are a football coach to the end. I thought I loved football till I met you, but you definitely helped me reinvigorate that love I had for it. But everything I'm doing now has a lot to do with the conversation we had away from the game. Well, I appreciate that, Ben. I really do. And you're too humble. You, 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 uh, you were a great player, a great person. And, and you know what? I, used to, I guess my philosophy never changed, whether when I was coaching college or high school or the NFL. I, I was, it was more important to me that in 10 years you respected me than, 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 than liked me. And I, you know, you you are you are a hard worker, and that's why you're a great player. Obviously, you're a gifted athlete. Uh, uh, it, it, there's no question that when you and I knew you were going to be successful in whatever endeavor you uh, went into. But it was it was a lot of fun, and and uh, guys, it just it's, it I can't believe it's been this long. Uh, but but uh, that was a that was an exciting time, and I still look back as as mo- one of the most exciting times in my in my career. Now, coach, I mean the the, the thing about it is right. You know, when it comes to football. We understand it's X's and O's. We understand that it's about the game plan, but you taught me how to practice. You taught me how to approach the game. And I used to tell people all the time, I said, listen, the thing about Zook was this. He would be on the defensive field, and he was, you would say something to me. And mind you, I, would, I was like, I got to turn my helmet and look at you. You would sprint all the way to me, and you would look me in my face like, who you think you talking to? Because you always made sure uh, – you know, did I remain humble? But you helped me understand the importance of team. Like, I thought I really knew what it was. But, you know, having an 18-year-old quarterback my senior year, me being 21 and a, and a senior, you know, you helped me understand. I mean, you got you to gotta, you gotta look out for this guy, Chris Leak. But I'm telling you, uh, people talk about All-America. People talk about All-ACC. People talk about John Mackey and all these type of things. I don't do none of that stuff because I ain't chased that type of stuff, man, when I was a player. But I said, let me tell you something about Ron Zook, man. You're going to be where you're supposed to be. You're going to do what you're supposed to do. And if you don't like it, you can come see him. But, Coach, I tell BJ and Kevin all the time, I said, I saw Coach in the weight room one time, and he was on the bench doing about 315, and he got up off the bench. And I don't know what Ron, Rob Glass was doing, but your booty wasn't there, Coach. I don't know if you've grown one since then, but I'm like, Coach, gotta get some, he got to get some meat back there, man. Yeah, I, I, I'm not about the same size. I haven't, I haven't uh, changed much. But I, I, I tell you, Ben, it, it's uh, – you know, and, and I think in coaching too, you always push the ones you love the most, and those are the guys that you you, you know you know uh, you want to see them be successful, and and you are you have been and you were then, and and uh, so you know I think it has a lot to do with with your upbringing and and, and what you went through as a, as a young you know, as a young person growing up, and and like I said, I had to fight my wife for that book, on that book, and and uh, uh, and, and you, you you know I, I she's always she loves all the players I coach, but I guarantee you now you got a you got a special place in her heart after she read that book. 
Now, Coach, man, it, it was it was humbling to do. And uh, when you think about writing a book, when you try you're trying to get every memory you can. You're trying to you're trying to you're trying to remember everybody you can when you're writing a book. And uh, I just remember when it got to your when it got to your section, you know, in the book. I just I was trying to decipher, you know, what's what's gonna stand out the most because we had such a great conversation. But the best one was when, you know, the Shans Hospital one. You know, I'm 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 just a young I'm just a young you know selfish individual trying to just do all I can. And I, when I told you, well, Coach, I was already on the list uh, to go to Shans, and that's when you went off, kind of letting me know, man, it has less to do with you as a football player and more to more to do with you as a person. And here I am now, still doing service work. Still, you know, it's almost like I found my passion through football away from the field, just from the conversation we've had. So, I mean, I it's the most humbling thing about it is, is you know, you as a coach now. You know, still telling me what I meant to you. Because obviously my mom, I used to have some bit of conversations about my mom with you. I said, Mama, you, he don't talk to you how he talked to me. He said, well, you have to go out there every single day. But, Coach, I mean, from the bottom of my heart, man, I would not be the person I am without you. And like I said, I mean, you, I thought that football was just supposed to be able to take me to, you know, places like, you know, playing Tennessee and playing LSU. But here I am all these years later. Ain't about what I did with the Titans or the Bucks or the Raiders. I mentioned Florida. They say, man, tell me about Zook. I say, man, you know, uh, pull you up a chair, man. It's going to take a while. This man meant a lot to me. And like I say, there are very, very, very seldom people in this life that's going to be remembered. There are very, very seldom people that's going to be hard to forget. You just happen to be both of them for me. And all I can say is thank you, man. Well, Ben, I appreciate that. I really do. And, and, and like I said, that's, that's, that's really one of the things and just what you and I, with, with the relationship we had with the game meant for both, both of us. That's what I worry a little bit about the game right now. Is, is it still teaching young people uh, to get up when they get knocked down and to, to go through tough times when it's tough? And you know, that's life. It's life. I mean, it, football taught me more about life than anything. And and uh, I just hope that, that that we don't lose what the game is all about and and uh, the teamwork and that you have to have somebody helping you. And, you know, no, you know, like we always used to say, you know, there's nothing that's ever been accomplished by one. I mean, nothing. And uh, the, the, the Heavenly Father is the only one. And, and after that, you've got to have help. So, anyway, that's, that's kind of always been my philosophy. Ron Zook joining us here on uh, Three and Out. Coach, I want to ask you because uh, we've had, you know, Ben being on the show, we've talked a lot about his play of days. And uh, he's talked a lot about, hey, Steve Spurrier and the, the rock star coach that he was. But he said, you know, Coach Spurrier didn't like those tight ends a whole lot in terms of throwing in the football. He said, uh, you know, when, when you came in, did. Did Ben make it a point to come to you and say, "Hey, Coach, you know we can, we can catch the ball too"? Well, when we you know, when I came in there, and I remember I might have made this, I said this before, but when I came in, I, I remember our first recruiting. We, you know, we, I got in there like the first week of January, and I I'd been in the NFL, and I, you know, it was, you know, we, the one thing you know you're trying to do everything in that first recruiting weekend, and uh, and and I don't know whether I or the other coaches or the recruiting coordinator, whoever. Forgot to give our player. Get, forgive. I forgot to give our players name tags, uh, and the players that were hosting that were there helping. I, and I, you know, as they're getting off the elevator, I didn't know the our players from the recruits. And I just turned to our coaching staff and I said, "Come on, men, we need them all. Go. It don't matter. It don't matter. Just learn their name and find their name, and, and, and whether they're on our team or whether we're recruiting them, we're recruiting them all because we need them all. And uh, it's 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 something that you know you always. And, you, and when you're preparing for a weekend or something, you you always want to make sure everything's right. And I remember just like it was yesterday, you guys getting off the elevator. I didn't know the difference between the players that were there and the recruits, and I just turned and said, hey, guys, we need them all. Just start recruiting. So, 
That's the way it is. And coach, I know you. I know you back in the XFL these days. I know y'all kicking off twenty twenty three. I know you out there in Seattle. Uh, the defensive coordinator. Talk about getting back. In, well, you never really left, coach. But talk about you know being in the XFL and and how forward are you looking to uh, you know getting back out there? You know the thing that's been fun for me, Ben, is is you know uh, uh, the 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 guy that's the head coach and and the guy that's the general manager were the guys I worked for when I was the defensive coordinator of the New Orleans Saints. And, and, you know, the thing that's really fun, and I coached for a few weeks in the AAF. Uh, one of the coaches had some health issues, and, and the general manager asked me if I'd come and, and finish up for him. And, and uh, these guys are all, it, it's, it's just, they are so, I mean, their goal is to get to the NFL. That's all they want to do. And, and, and so they, they, they just have that fire. And, and it's, you know, they, you know you, some of the times they lose that in college. You know, and they lose it when they're in the NFL. It's, oh, it's a job, and but these guys, they they're excited. They're trying everything in practice. They're trying to try to impress. They're trying to learn, and they they're just like sponges. They're going to do everything that you tell them because they know that's giving them the best opportunity to get to the next level, and that's where they all want to go. So, from that standpoint, it's a lot of fun. Obviously, you got to be simple. You don't get a you know you don't have the time that you that you have in terms of mini camps and all those kinds of things. But, uh, you know, you keep it simple. You let them play fast and uh, let them play the game. Ron Zook joining us here on 3 Now, Coach. Really appreciate the time. Thanks so much for joining us. Well, hey, thank you. And, and Ben, like I said, I love you, brother. And we got we to gotta hook up. We just got to get together. Man, I love you, Coach. Man, we're gonna definitely make that happen. Take it, listen, listen. Take it easy on them boys out there, man. I, I mean, listen. You, you just, you just a little bit more season. I know you still got that fire in you. Tell them boys, don't take it personal. You do this to everybody. <laughs> That's right. All right, Ben. I love you, brother. Yes, sir. Thanks, you guys. See ya. Ronza joining us here on Three and Out, Coach. We had, we had to do that in the last show. I, I, I lied. I knew who was coming on. <laughs> so, but uh, you know, that was uh, when when BJ and I were talking about that. I was like. You know, if we can try to get him, I know that you have talked throughout the pretty much the entire time. I don't think I you say a lot of things a lot. I, and I'm not saying that mm -hmm. in in the worst way. I'm saying you say a lot of things over and over because they have meaning behind them. Uh, and BJ, ever since Ben has been on the show, whenever you talk about your time at Florida, Spurrier was the coach I wanted. He sat in my living room, recruited you, and you have said time and time, Ron Zook is the guy I needed. To give me a kick in the in the rear end, so we thought we'd do that and get him on here in the last show. And you talked about it with him, Ben. But in 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 writing the book, you know, you said so many times that you know I, I always had a passion for service. But Coach Zook in Florida helped me take it to the next level. And you are such a service oriented person. You know, you volunteer in so many different ways, mentor in so many different ways. And I know that's that story you were talking about with Ron Zook. You shared with us, and it's just so incredibly powerful. And that was that was really cool uh, to you know to hear you talk about you know what Coach Spurrier and Coach Zook, you know both all of your coaches have meant to you. But that moment where Coach Zook was saying, "Hey, this is what it's all about," mm -hmm. and I know that's something that you've only taken to the next level. Yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of times when you get a coach, you never ever know. Like, it's always a deeper meaning outside of just the game, outside of just X's and O's, and. I didn't know uh, that me and him would have that type of bond because I learned tough love through Ron Zook. He gives you tough love. But it's love, none the same. He's a guy that he knows that, man, if I if I show him how much I really feel about him, he you know, we all, if I give Ben an inch, he's going to take a mile. Well, he didn't give me anything. But 
he gave me an opportunity, man, to really blossom as a as a as a as a person. And and he's the first person that made me really understand, man. I'm not just a football player. Like I got that from him, the head football coach in Florida. And hey, man, he um he made sure I understood. He said I'm not gonna give you I'm not gonna give you any any like slack. Not away from football, not on the field, not with your teammates, not not with your friends, not with your family. And I remember after my last spring game, going into my senior year, we go back. We had a big cookout down there where all the freshmen live in our Hall 95. And who gets out their car? Unscripted. Nobody made it. was Ron Zook. Because in his mind, that's what let us know. He really wants to know us. We was out there, and we trying to talk football. He's like, man, just, just talk to me. Because I think the same way he wanted us to see him as Ron, the person, not just hit Ron Zook, the coach, the only way he could do that is by showing us. So Ron Zook is a class act, man. I know he's, you know, late 60s now. That man gonna coach till he till he can't coach no more. I'm happy that he's back doing it, man. But yeah, that that dude that always gonna have a special place in my heart, man. I mean, uh, he he helped me understand that life is much bigger than than uh than the moments and the memories. It's the moments and the memories that you create. And hey, we got too many to name. One day we will get a chance to sit down and just don't break bread together. Hey, we've got more to come here. Three and out on the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. He loved the show. Bringing the heat. So we bring back, uh, you know, all the uh, – it's so funny. We play some of these liners, and the, the reactions from Ben and BJ the last two, and I'll, I always say that because my youngest son, he did one recently, so it kind of sounds normal. But, I mean, you have one, and you have one. Like, that is the throwback machine, right? I mean, that is, like, way back to when we first started doing – That's at least four uh, years three old. Three now. Three yeah, four at, years at least old. that far from when they could talk to come on and, uh, and, and do one of those things. So that's throwing it. Way back, we got special guests joining us here uh, throughout this uh, last show. We appreciate everybody being with us. Would you like to introduce the next guest? Yeah. I mean, you kind of know him a little bit. A, a little bit. No, a great man. We have uh, uh, my brother, uh, JT, who's been instrumental in uh, everything I've done throughout my life and uh, wanted to tell some stories with him. But uh, JT, my brother, with us on the line. JT, what's up, man? What's up, man? How are you doing? Doing great. Now, here's what. Now we started the show. To, well, we obviously – revealed Kevin, uh, who Kevin's a fan of, and that was breaking news. But we were talking about 2003, Florida, Florida State, and Ben's shaking his head already. But that was such a crazy game for you and I. I wanted, to, I wanted to see if you could take us back from your perspective because it's back and forth. Ben is just dominating Florida State. Had a couple of touchdowns, what, over 100 yards? And when he scored the touchdown with less than a minute left to go ahead, you and I are looking around going, up. Oh, we lost. Who is this Ben Troop guy? We can't stop him. Why won't they cover him? Mom and Dad and Mima are yelling at each other. You know, she's running through the house doing the gator chomp. And you looked at me and said, no, we're still going to win. But wasn't that just crazy that that was Ben Troop? And then years later, you know, here's Ben Troop. And what do you remember about that game in that moment? Man, I, I remember Dad, like, like yelling at Mima so bad to stop. She was doing the chomp and running through the house. And then I remember, like, us, us, me, you, and Dad both just cursing Ben, like being like, this dude is the worst. Like, he needs to go away. Like, I just remember being so mad. And then I remember when, uh, after he caught that touchdown, the, the camera panned to Chris Ricks. And I remember I looked at him and I said, I see, him, I see it in his eyes. Ben, Ben, that is a true story. Okay, after your true touchdown story. catch, I'm like face down on the couch. I'm like, we lost. I can't deal with it. JT comes to me, and JT, I don't know, I, I, I don't know how old you are. He comes and looks me in the eye and goes, "I saw it in Chris Ricks's eye. He's gonna throw a game-winning touchdown pass." JT literally said that. 
Yeah, I mean, exactly I, 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 I believe it. I believe that JT said it. But JT, this is the thing, though, right? What happens with these situations is, right, I'm like, JT smooth. So this, so it, the, the, story only, the story is only good because you go to BJ and say, BJ, you know, Mima, probably going through the crib or whatever she was doing. It's, it's just, I think what's crazy about the whole situation is that's what football does to you. We looking in people's eyes now. JT like, I saw it. I saw the twitch. That boy got cataracts. You ain't seen no twitch in his eyes, man. He got lucky. But at the end of the day, I, I, I could just appreciate this. JT, as many talks as we've had, we've never talked about the 2003 game. I remember, I remember, and it's funny, I remember when you weren't married and all these different things. We just having great talks. The only one that, make, that, that talks about this game all the time is BJ. BJ, let me know. Yet, when I asked BJ, did the refs do some things they probably should have done, BJ don't say nothing. But, but, but check this out, JT. When Miami played Florida State, I think uh, Brevin Jordan caught the game with a touchdown. BJ came in on Monday and said, I don't want to talk about it because the ref cheated. I said, so wait a minute. The ref cheat now? Yep. It was a throwback pass that was that was perfectly legal. I'm just saying, at the end of the day, BJ be asking me to get, uh, you know, PK Sam on all the time. And PK Sam looked like Peter Ward, little brother. And, but JT, <laughs> look, it, because of you, you helped console your brother. And that's back when he was watching Florida State games because he don't even watch them now. But I, I think you saved the day that stressful. day. We can't watch them. Way too stressful, man. We got too much going on in life. They're stressed out about football anymore. JT, I did want you to uh, tell folks about this because uh, a lot of the stuff we've, we've done over the years with Southern Pigskin, you were a leading part of for a long time. And it was amazing uh, when you were in college, you had, a, you had a series that some people who have been reading Southern Pigskin for years may remember called Pull Up a Chair, where you would call coaches and administrators and student athletes and basically ask 20 questions. And it became really, really popular. And what was amazing is, you know, you and I would be going somewhere or we'd be at home and your phone would ring, and I go, oh, who's that? You go, oh, that's Vince Dooley calling me back. Hold on. Oh, that's Bobby Bowden calling me back. Hold on. And you were, what, 18, 19, 20 years old, and you had that role, and I mean, that was an amazing thing, and you were doing, what, a couple a week at least? Man, I mean, that was your idea. It was brilliant. I remember us sitting in the, around the dinner table when you came up with that idea, and he was like, I want you to, you were like, I want you to do this. And so I just started cold calling uh, the schools. And it got, it got like, it got crazy because you, you involved me from the very beginning in everything you've done in our whole life, right? Like you've been an amazing older brother, always there for me, always making sure that I was involved and you know, like setting the standard for me, right? And so I, I all of a sudden got to a position, I remember the most like surreal moment was sitting in Zaxby's with you, mom, and dad. And I came over and I said, BJ, Vince Dooley just left me, left me a voicemail. And you were like, and I was like, Dooley just left me a voicemail. And it, it blew my mind. I was able to interview Bobby Bowden, my freaking childhood hero. I was able to interview, I think I interviewed, oh, God, like 10 or, 10 or 12 ACC, SEC coaches. I remember us going down on one of the pull-up chairs. We went and hung out with Riley Skinner down in Jacksonville and, like, did a full-length interview with him. I mean, it was just so cool to be, go from being a fan as a kid and to being still a kid at 18 to 20 years old, going into all these football stadiums and going to these bowl games, I remember you sent me up to, to watch Virginia Tech play Boise State in uh, D.C. one time in a bowl game, and that was just, like, super cool. And just get a chance to interview all these guys and see the inner workings of, of, of college football 
and uh, and and meet people like Ben. You know, like Ben's a member of our family now, and it's it's just crazy to think that. Well, you have two thousand three to lord over his head, so that uh, it made it easier to welcome him into the family, right? Of course, yeah. I mean, we can always bring that up at Thanksgiving. <laughs> nah, JT, what's um, <clears throat> what stands out? So many, I mean, so many things. You know, me and BJ, we we go on the journey. Want to write? You know, we want to write a book, right? We want to write a book, and you know, uh, you know, COVID happens, and everybody, you know, we uh, we had to like change up everything. Even from, even on the network, had a chance to kind of really, uh, like like take a break and really do it. And I remember, I was like, man, you know, who gonna buy the book? Who gonna buy the book? And we sitting there, and you like, I hey, mean, I already got mine. You know, you know, you're like, hey, where can I get it? You like, you were the first one to get it, and it's almost like that. That's what that's what make things special. People, people say, yeah, man, you're an author now. I said, man, listen, man. I said, I'm directly tied to them business in so many ways, from living rooms, me, mom, Papa B, Mama B, BJ, JT, you know, uh, Ugga. I'm sorry, Gugga, not Ugga, <laughs> not Ugga, Gugga. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, the G, <laughs> but. It's just it's you can't you can't fake you can't fake the way you are. I mean, you're a genuine individual. The conversations we have, man, has always been incredible. And when you took the when you when it's where you read the book at. Me and BJ like he look like he on a cliff, and you sitting there with your leg crossed reading the book, man. So I can't say thank you enough, man, for just you being you. Like I call you JT Smooth for a reason. I said, listen, everything JT do is smooth, man. I mean, from how he father, how he parent, how, you know, how he is a husband, a son. So I just want to say, man, I appreciate it. I remember sitting up in a certain supermarket, you sitting there with the book, and, you know, we come up to you, you take the picture, man. So I'm just saying, man, I appreciate you just just being you, because that stuff goes a long way, especially when I don't have real, you know, real expectations of what I wanted from the book. And JT, like, I got mine right now, and I remember seeing it. I said, this boy right here, and all I'm saying, all, all I can say is, you know, you, JT, Mama B, Papa B, you know, y'all – and what can I say about y'all? Y'all, y'all, y'all are class acts, top to bottom. We can spend the whole show talking about it, but I got to say from the bottom of my heart, man, I appreciate it. No, and I, I appreciate you, Ben, and, and I appreciate you too, Kevin, and being able to be involved in the station and be able to go in there, bring my daughter in there, and just, you know, it'd be a big family environment. It's been awesome to watch y'all over the last 20 years. You know, it's like, it's amazing. I've always been able to brag and say, yep, my brother's on the radio, you know. And he and then and then best of luck going everything in the future. But it's it's always just been amazing to do the family shows. Come on there. I got to bring my daughter on the radio. You know she's a daggum natural. She's probably going to be on the radio too or something. Who knows? But it's like it's just it's always been amazing being able to come on and talk to you all about anything. Well, JT, I love you, man. I've always viewed you as the older brother. You're the more responsible one and 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 the smarter one and the better one. That's and ridiculous. Like, like Ben said, I'm 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 proud of you as a man. I'm proud of you as a as a as a husband, as a father, and I'm proud of everything you're doing, Ingrid's doing, Bella's doing, and uh, love you, man. Thank you, and we'll see you soon. Yeah, man, I love you too. There's JT uh, going way back, man, and it's true. I I I think that is really cool about uh, being here is that it has been a family thing, uh, really since the beginning. I mean, well, when we started it, none of us had like immediate families that, that were with us. We had moms and dads, but, uh, you know, to see everybody grow and, uh, and develop. And now, as like I said, you see kids running around up here and you see kids turning the station off. You see kids getting us banned on social media. You get like, I think that was really, uh, not, not that part wasn't cool. I, I take the, I mean, you know, I take the brunt of that one, but, uh, you know, I, I, I do think it's, uh, been a nice uh, family group up here. Uh, and that's something that's certainly special. Uh, and I think M- Matt, said it yesterday where it's like, hey, what you see or maybe business, what you see is what you get with us. And, like, uh, we try to be as authentic as possible. And 
You know, we want our kids to, to like what we do and see what we do. And, it's you know, that was a really cool thing to let them come up here and do podcasts, if you will. I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, like I said, I mean, we had, uh, I think, my two boys did a podcast called Bro Talk. And they would go in the other room and record shows. I want to say uh, oh, we have liners after your, liners, two, your yeah. two have been in there and, and recorded shows. So it's been a, a whole lot of fun stuff uh, going on. And, uh, again, we got more to come still on the show. We got more to come even after the show uh, where uh, things are headed next. So we've got more to get to, some more special guests on the way. It's 3 and Out on the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. Good to have you back here. It is 3 and Out on the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. Glad you're making us a part of your day, as I've said a number of times here on the show. And we've had so many people who have, uh, you know, reached out and, Talked about their time on the show. Our next guest, well, he tweets at us, I think, every single day. Our, our, our buddy Kent, uh, who we've seen out and about uh, in, in Savannah a bunch. And, again, we get the tweets every day. Kent, man, I know you wanted to get in here and, uh, and give us a shout, man. Welcome to 3 and Out. Oh, thank you so much. Hey, scoop the doop wow. well, there, there, there you go for that with kids, right? Um, I actually just found a picture of, uh, of Ben signing – for a soccer ball with Christian next time. There you, you just got your scoop to dupe. <laughs> and, uh, you know, one thing I remember about that day at Coach's Corner was just, you know, and Ben and I had already been acquainted. And same thing with Kevin. And, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd seen Christian, I think, once. But uh, just the relationship and how friendly you guys have always been and, and you know, making everything just kind of down to earth. And it's like you brought us right into your lives on the radio every day and, and let us be part of uh, what you had going on. And, and, you know, of course, as I said before with, with Ben, you know, thinking about um, Mr. Olson who came on yesterday and, and, and his ability just to call people, a cold call and, and, and get deals done. Well, I, I remember how scared I was the first time I called you guys. Actually, the first time I even tweeted for Ben about the Apex right angle helmet that we're trying to bring to the market and then, and to call and ask for him, and it's like, who's that? <laughs> and then to come on the radio, um, you guys have always just been so welcoming and so and so great. But but um, I do want to share one one issue here. Um, ben, um, actually, I want to I want to ha- have a little challenge here, Ben. I think I think my Kentucky Wildcats are coming to the swamp uh, this fall, and uh, y'all talking about Ben wouldn't never wear a, a Georgia uniform, but. Uh, I want to challenge Ben. If Kentucky goes into the swamp and beats your Gators, since you think that it's the two sports school, it ain't, it ain't a football school, dude. But 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 so you wear Kentucky. If Kentucky goes into the swamp and, and beats your Gators, what do you say? I mean, if they go in and beat them, I mean, uh, you know, if, if I got if I got if I got to put on something Kentucky because it's you. I, I will, I will, you know, I will go in a dark alley and take a picture with no, with no, 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 no. If if, if Kentucky goes in and beats them, hey man, I, I will, I will, I will have to put on something Kentucky and say go cat. Everybody heard that. I know there's recordings. So I, I, thank you for accepting that challenge, guys. And 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 BJ, I'm glad to, to hear you back on the air, man. And and you know, Godspeed to each of the three of you all. Thank you for uh, for putting up with me on Twitter and and. Uh, and just for being such a good friends, and um, look forward to seeing you at the top. Thanks a lot, guys. Hey, Kent, we really appreciate that, man. And uh, I know we enjoy uh, you. Will, if, if we forget what we say, you will let us know uh, at the end of the day. Uh, Kent uh, will, will, will tweet back at us a lot of what we say. And, Kent, I have to say this on the last show. 
If you're ever feeling blue about Kentucky football, the greatest highlight in the Ben Troop era is featuring Kentucky football where he gets schemed up yeah, they, they on the kick plan, return. They, they game plan. I was supposed to be playing the year that year. I was going to be until I got knocked out. <laughs> what year was that? Was that in Lexington or Gainesville? No, that, that was at home. I think I, I want to say that was my uh, that was my sophomore year. You know, I, you know, no, no, no. That was my uh, that was my uh, freshman year. I got that. You know, I got that. They got me. They got me a little quick. You know, Who was that on the return? We've had him on the show talking uh, about it. Uh, Derek Abney. That was Derek Abney. D- Derek I mean, Abney coming up the right sideline, and Ben never saw that train. I was, I was going good. They're like, is that you? Is that me? That was my junior year, I think, too, because I had on black cleats. Got decleated. Thank you, Ken. <laughs> Thank you, Ken. We really appreciate it. One more hour to go here. It's 3 and out, Southern Pigskin Radio Network. Good to have you back here on 3 and out. Thanks for making us a part of your day. The final hour of the final show here on 3 and out, which is, you know, uh, we got some stuff planned here, but uh, a lot of thank yous to say as we uh, head down the, the, the final hour. And I just want to start the final hour. Uh, by saying thanks to uh, Walker Jones, Mike Cuneo. I think when we started the show, he was like the first guy's like, let's do it. And has been a, a, a huge uh, supporter of ours uh, there at Walker Jones in Waycross. And appreciate Mike for all of his support uh, over the uh, over the years. And in, uh, uh, on our Savannah station, Granger Honda. Been with us pretty much from the jump, uh, sponsoring three and out. So... Uh, those two, uh, those two folks, those two places, uh, you couldn't have done the show uh, without them believing in what we were doing and and them being behind us. Uh, I, I know BJ and Ben will, will echo that, but uh, you know the relationships, the friendships we've made with people there, uh, great place, great places, great folks. And I will say this because it's the last show. Go go see go see those folks. They do a great job uh, for for folks uh, who are in, in South Georgia. Mike Cuneo, Walker Jones. Tremendous people. They do a uh, do a, do a great job, and if you're in the Savannah area, Granger Honda, great great folks again, uh, and do a, uh, a tremendous job. And they've been with us pretty much since the jump of of three and out, BJ and Ben. So I, I want to take a minute and thank uh, thank those because I know people say you guys love Walker Jones. Yes, we do. You guys love Granger. Yes, we do. Uh, they've been great supporters of the show, and uh, that's why you hear them a lot uh, throughout the day uh, when we are are here on three and out. Yes, absolutely. Without, you know, those folks, there is there there hasn't been a three and out. So, Kevin, you're exactly right. Thank you so much, and uh, we, we, we deeply appreciate the support. Yeah, and again, I, there's so many people that have made, made the show, uh, you know, what it was. But uh, th- those people right there at the top from a, uh, from a support uh, standpoint. So we got a lot to get to uh, still in, in this hour. P.J. Zuko going to step in, and uh, you talk about growing. And and learning, PJ has facial hair. I still don't. I don't know what the what the heck's going on. I mean, it's uh, uh, PJ started with what 16? 16, 16 yeah. years old, a baby face as we call him. PJ Zuko uh, comes up, and for years up until Ben started growing out, PJ was like the youngest one here and had the most facial hair of pretty much anybody here. And no, was, he's been the facial hair. Standard, that's true, right? Pretty much. Th- thank you. Thank you. Well, I mean, you know, somebody that uh, I'm, I'm look at PJ's face, look at mine. I'm working on like two weeks. You know, I've been uh, you know, trying to get the the, the, the final show, uh, you know, even goatee going on. There's nothing there, so PJ has been able to do that. But yeah, PJ started out a high school kid, um, and and so much goes on uh, behind the scenes that people don't even know. Um, doing this job, BJ, Ben, everybody here kind of sees it, um, but. The job that it takes to be a radio station three hours, not even three hours, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, takes a lot of people. And PJ has been kind of my right-hand guy for the whole time. So 
appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, man. Thank, thank you. Appreciate you too. And PJ, man, let me ask you this because to to Kevin's point, I can't count the number of times, thousands of times, tens of thousands of times, where <laughs> I've been up here and it's been me or just me and you, or you know, Kevin's been off doing something and I'm going, oh no. I don't know what that means. I don't know how to fix the board. I don't know how to fix the computer. Something in the back's gone wrong. And what's amazing is, is you're an incredible on-air talent. Uh, I know, you know, listening to you on, 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 on second down, and I know you guys have some news moving forward on that front that, that you know, we're excited about in terms of future on-air opportunities for you. And, uh, you know, your, your, your high school coverage has been incredible. Uh, your, your, your college football coverage has been incredible, everything you've done. But I know for me, and just in hundreds of different ways, I've had a major uh-oh moment where I'm on the air and I'm like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what's happening in the log. I don't know what's going on. Lights are blinking and I come and get PJ. And man, it's just such a calming presence. You walk in and, you know, to, what, to, to Kevin's point is for the vast majority of this, you know, you've had multiple markets, you've had multiple logs, you've had multiple streams, multiple boards, you know, a lot going on. And in addition to what you do on the air and have done on the air, which is incredibly significant and has been great, um, sometimes the easy part is over here, you know, where we're just going, uh, yeah, the Braves won three to one. Uh, Austin Riley went two for three. And you're doing things that I couldn't even begin to know how to do. I mean, what's what's the journey been like going from, like Kevin said, I mean, a teenager where – you know, you kind of started like me, where we, you know, you come in wide-eyed and 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 you're overwhelmed. To now, you can you you've done everything, you can do everything, and and you know you run things. Well, I mean, th- thank you guys. Um, I didn't expect all that, uh, but I, I do have a lot to say. Uh, but especially if you, if you're going to ask me about the journey, man, uh, because like like you guys said, started in high school and as as that like one year internship and just with so much. Uh, kind of going on, and y'all all, I mean, the journey was y'all, you know, y'all, y'all took me under your wing, and tomorrow, tomorrow mar- marks 11 years since that started, actually, and, uh, <laughs> all right, I, Christian, Christian you've, been, you've been a big part of that too, buddy, um, but tomorrow marks uh, 11 years of that, and uh, I just, I can't thank y'all enough for, for y'all's impact on it, it's so many great times, uh, of course, so, so many memories, like too much to count, but um, like, like Kevin said, it, you talk about growing, man. It, it's been a heck of a growing process, especially when you talk about 16 to 28, and then you talk about like your first real job and, and being able to be blessed with it for 11 years. And not only that, but to be able to work with people you care about and people that care about you and you know got their back. You got their back and they got yours. Um, and you talk about, you, you mentioned the, the high school thing, and that is something that, I don't think I really got to formally say goodbye to, and uh, you, you brought it up, so I, I'd, I'd love to be able to do that and just, just thank everybody who, who tuned in to uh, any of those shows and any of those broadcasts, and it's so much fun uh, doing that with, with Kevin, and at first with, with you, Matt, and I was in the, I was in the, in the back right for, for a while, and I got my first shot. Actually, like my first moment, you know, I think everyone has their moment in radio where it's like, I think I, think I get this. Um, and my first moment was with a broadcast with you guys uh, at Garden City Stadium sitting outside. And, and I'll, I'll give a shout out to, to him as well because I think he was a big part of it. And uh, I enjoyed my time with him, but Carl DeMossi as well. And 
uh, we, we were talking about some big high school games and whatnot, and I, I remember it clear as day. Uh, it was it was Stetson Bennett and the Pierce County Bears, and I started talking about them and, and a big game they had, and we came off the air, and that was the first time I felt like, man, I, I got that. And I looked at you, and, and you said the same thing. You said it before I could. Um, but you guys were a big part of it in, in the sense of you taught me as well. It's not about me, and that's the best part. It's, it's not about me. It's not about us, right? Like, it's, it's a lot of fun, and I'm, I'm very happy we get to enjoy what we do over the past, for y'all, 20, for me, 11 years. Um, but to, to be able to kind of put some recognition on maybe some of those players that did, weren't going to get it or, you know, were going to get it uh, and be able to put them on the map, be able to talk to, you know, to some high school football coaches about their teams and everything like that, like big games, that's something I'll always cherish and, and something that uh, I always, you know, try to keep, keep focus on. And y'all taught me that. You know, y'all taught me, listen, it, sure, you get to have fun, but it's, it's about who's listening and it's about who you're covering. Um, so I, I appreciate that. But, um, man, again, like I said, like three, three and out and you three guys have been such a, a huge part of that journey and have been with me, you know, obviously the, the whole time, been tucked under y'all's wing and, um, I, I know I don't want to I don't want to take over this whole segment or anything, <laughs> but like uh, I know I'm talking a lot, but man, uh, if I could just Ben, you, like I know you hear it a lot, but man, you're just just pure energy and pure passion and pure positivity. But at the same time, you'll tell anybody the straight truth, no matter what, and I love that. And I'll say this about all y'all because I think it's the best compliment you can give somebody, and I think it's true about all three of y'all. You care and you love. And I know it's, it's radio and whatnot, but and when Ben Troop walks into a room, former NFL player, does all these great things, and, and every, when Ben walks into a room, he doesn't overlook anybody. And I know there's a lot of height jokes you can make there, but <laughs> <laughs> well, man, he, he doesn't overlook anybody. He cares about everybody in that room. And I'll say that about every day here at, at this office as well. And, you know, those, those mornings like in the gym that we, we used to do, that was, that was a heck of a time. And there were times, too, that, like, you would talk to me and you would help me through that day. There were times you were talking to other people and I just overheard what you were saying and you helped me get through that day. So I, I, I'll never uh, take for granted uh, being able to get close to you and, and uh, just, just be your friend, man. And uh, same thing with, with BJ, obviously. Um, you know, both both you and Kevin, it's been full 11 years. And, uh, you know, there are several moments where you, you know, I always remember uh, coming on live with you for the first times on, on the drive. And I think it's like so many different gimmicks and conversation. I think at one point my brother called in like acting as Batman or something on your show. It was hilarious. <laughs> but it, it was so much fun. And uh, I know uh, – Kevin, you, you might you might get a kick out of it, but like it's it's true. We've talked about it several times. Like BJ has always been the people the, the the person that people go to, you know, in the office when they're going through stuff. And you you have always, of course, been that for me, and always ready to, you know, pour out knowledge or pour out your your, your heart, um, no matter what that person's going through. Sometimes you just let them vent, and that, I think that's important too. And that that's not a quality, you know. That's not a quality everybody has. I just appreciate that. And something I'll always remember and appreciate, too, is the fact that you never kept me out of the loop. You know, 
like you guys said, I was a 16-year-old kid intern, um, and there were some changes going on then. You know, I, I didn't know where I was going, but you always kept me in the loop with everything that was going on. You always, you always kept me stable and always listened to, you know, what I had to say, and, and I, I appreciate the heck out of that, and I, I love you for it. And uh, Again, you, you care and you love, and there's no doubt about that. And uh, Kevin, I, I will... Uh, I'll try and get through this without the waterworks too. But um, like you said, man, I've been tucked under your wing every day for basically the last 11 years. And uh, everything I know about how this station operates, as you know, I don't have to tell you, but as you know, comes from you. Um, I got a chance to do play-by-play a couple times over the past couple years. And even that, you know, every part of that was listening to you on Friday nights all those years. Um, and, you know, I, I think one of the qualities I appreciate the most um, from you is, that, and no one up here will be surprised, but, man, like, you work your behind off like crazy. Uh, one, of, one of the quotes from uh, one, of, one of our favorite characters on TV is Ron Swanson. Absolutely. And it's never, I, I, like, I always hear this, I always think of Kevin, and I always, like, uh, it's hard not to do this in radio because you have to do so many different things, but uh, it's never half-ass two things, full-ass one thing. Now, I don't know if I'm allowed <laughs> to say that on air, but, you just but said. hey, why not? Uh, and, like, man, we obviously have to be very multifaceted, but um, I think what I kind of take from that is, is just whatever you're doing, whatever you got in front of you, put everything you got into it. And that is something that, whether it's working on the back room at 11:30 at night, some nights when neither of us want to be there, whether it's going and doing high school football broadcasts and doing cookout runs or whatever, or driving up to North Georgia to do some, uh, some basketball broadcasts that we did. I mean, the story goes on and on. There's so many different times where you and me were in a spot where quite frankly, <laughs> we, we wanted to be sometimes and we didn't want to be sometimes, but, but you were there. And even times where I couldn't make it, you were there, of course, uh, keeping us on. And, uh, I just, if I can work half as hard as Kevin Thomas, man, I'll, I'll make it just fine. Uh, that, that's always been one of my things. And um, the, the, other, the other part of it is, I, I, th- I won't go too, too long on this, but there was a time a few years ago, it's not just about hard work either, because you care too. Um, December t- 2018, I remember the day. Uh, I was going through a lot of rough stuff, and it, it was affecting my work, quite frankly. Um, and you were Charlie pulled me into a room and just said, man, we can see it. What's going on? And I won't talk about everything that was said in that room or anything, but I've always appreciated that. And just the fact that y'all cared enough to, Absolutely. to pull, us, to pull me aside and talk to me about that was uh, incredible. So anyway, I, I know I've taken up way too much, but you asked me about the journey, man. and Take all the time because I'm not going to keep it together. I'm just being honest. <laughs> I mean... Uh, you asked me about the journey, and, and, and the journey has always been, yeah, it's fun that we do this, but it's a whole lot more fun that I get to do it with y'all, and I get to learn from y'all, and I get to spend every day with y'all. Well, so, I mean, I appreciate, I appreciate that. that. Love you, man. PJ, and again, I'm, I've just been the kind of guy I'm never going to ask somebody to do something that I'm not willing to do, so uh, that's just kind of how I am, and I appreciate all the, uh, all the kind words uh, that we have. We have. We have so much to get to in a short amount of time, but we'll make yeah. sure we get to it. I appreciate it. PJ Christian's handing me a note saying somebody wants to hop on the show and say, yeah. say, I guess, what's up? Let's let's go to the phones. Uh, good afternoon. Welcome here. You're on 3 and Out. Hey, guys. Hey, 
uh, Kevin is Gary Wise. I just wanted to wish you guys the best of luck, man. I didn't know you guys were going off the air, but I want to say over the last, I don't know, at least four or five years, I don't, I don't know how long it's been, but, man, y'all, y'all been my afternoon, man. I don't know what I'm going to do. When I, and Kevin knows I got 500 kids on my bus ride every afternoon picking up kids and listening to you guys. Even my kids listen to you. So, But uh, I want to wish you guys the best, man. Y'all, y'all are good people. Really enjoyed the show. And uh, and uh, I wish all of you the best, and, and y'all about to make me cry. <laughs> well, Gary, I want to say this because it'll make you and me both feel old uh, because we go back all the way to the afternoon blitz some 20-something years ago, and I want to say that you may have been the first guy to win a prize off of the off of me off the radio. So I, I, I think I was. Me and my brother, we won Daytona 500 tickets that year. I remember that. And, uh, and we had a blast, and hey, Tell Ben, I appreciate his book. I want a book, too, and he autographed it, signed it, put it on my bookshelf. I did read that one, but the other five or six books I got on my bookshelf, I probably didn't read, but it looked good. <laughs> hey, I, I appreciate I appreciate you reading. I got the right I got the right five. Well, no, no, no. BJ got the right five or six more. Maybe you can read those away, man. I appreciate it, sir. All right, Ben. Y'all, y'all be good, man. Like my grandma said, y'all good people. Hey, we appreciate it, Gary, <laughs> and uh, you know I'll see you at a ballpark somewhere uh, down the road, but uh, we appreciate that, and again, I know we're getting some comments online that people are, I guess, just tuning in uh, to the fact we try to uh, do this for a week. So basically, if you haven't heard and haven't found out, the uh, the station's going under new ownership. Um, new ownership's changing direction. It's still going to be a sports station, just not with us. So uh, that's that's all I want to say about it uh, in, in this moment. But if you're just uh, tuning in, that's what's happening. So uh, the, the the new guy has a show, same time as us. That's simple math. That's uh, that's how it works. we got so much to get to. Special guests coming up when we return. It's 3 and Out on the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. Welcome back. It is 3 and Out here on the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. We wind down the final hour of uh, the last show. But, uh, again, we'll move on to some other things uh, where you can still have a chance to uh, to hear what we're doing uh, out there in the world. It just obviously will not be on uh, the, this radio station. It'll still be sports, probably a little less ESPN, uh, but it will still be sports tomorrow just without us uh, on on the air and probably some other folks uh, in the coming days that you uh, have come accustomed to, uh, to to listening to. But, uh, Ben, you want to have a quick note before we get to our, our special guest? Yes, uh, from my friend, Ken L.C. Ben Judah, at L.C. Ben Judah. He says, nothing but respect and love, fellas. See y'all digital. Thanks for letting me share some some airtime with some greats, including each of you, Semper Fidelis. He also said, facts from P.J. Zuko on ESPN Coastal at Pixie and Radio at 3 and Out. Saying what I could, PJ Zuko is saying what I couldn't get out on the phone about y'all's character. As a combat disabled veteran, I have daily struggles that can't find words. Y'all have helped me through plenty of afternoons. Love each of y'all, Christian too. Hey, hey, man, that stuff makes us feel good. And talked about that in the last week or so. And we've had a lot of special guests. I will say this: we've talked about, hey, are we going to keep it together? I have no problem keeping it together with our next guest because while he was with us, he and I had a uh, an interesting relationship. Yep, it's producer Jim. What does that mean? Jim Johnson. What's up, my guy? What's up? I mean, that's right. I would say, I, I think, Kevin, I, I'm impressed that uh, for all our years together, you never hit me between the E-bombs and the seeds. Not one. And I probably deserved it. That's why I don't miss Jim on the show. I'm just kidding. Yeah, Jim, Jim, I will say this, and I, I mean this in all sincerity, because you and I, we, we like to go at each other uh, quite a bit on the air, off the air. Uh, you know about things we say and do, but I will I will say this that Jim came along at a time that I think helped all of us out in a number of ways. Certainly, uh, producer Jim was producing the show 
uh, editing Southern Pigskin and doing a fantastic job uh, at that time. And, uh, Jim, I will say this. You came along and said, listen, you guys are having fun. Have more fun. Like, you sound like you're having fun, but you need to do more of it. And I think it was a added push uh, in a direction from a guy at the time that was in, what, 2021? And you're, I could have very well been like, listen here, son. Let me tell you a little something about what. But I will say I, I, I appreciate that, and that is one thing. I will say mad respect always to you, Jim, because you came to me, BJ, and Ben. And I know Ben didn't have as much radio experience, but you came to us and said, guys, you can do it better. And here's how we're going to do it. And I, I mean, to, for a 20-year-old kid to look at somebody at that time who had done 15 years of radio and say, I'm going to tell you what you need to do, that took some cojones, and it was at a time where it was much needed, man, and I appreciate you for it. Well, I, I think that was a product of an environment that you guys fostered because, I mean, yeah, I was 20 or 21 years old, but I walked into a place that I don't think a lot of places are like where it was a pretty true meritocracy. And the best idea generally won out. So it take a lot for you guys to, A, be open to even listening to me and hearing me out, and then, B, to try it and to continue to develop the show in that way, and not just the show, but Southern Pigskin. I mean, I had a lot of autonomy as basically a kid with very limited experience to if I wanted to try a weird segment about you know, making a Tinder profile or something on the show, I could do that. Or if I wanted to have on some... Uh, you know, rock singer who had recently done a show in Savannah, y'all were open and open to do that interview. We're on Southern Pigskin. If I want to write about how Derwin James is like Russell Westbrook, or if I want to compare you know, dynamic defensive end duos to dynamic duos in superhero movies, I was allowed to do that. I mean, BJ let me rank the top 100 Sunbelt players every year for like five years in a row. And uh, so that's a credit to you guys being open to that. All right, Jim, and I think one time you tried to do, like, the top 1,000, and we were talking about this. We talk about it all the time. Uh, you obviously did an incredible job with the show, with Southern Pigskin. I think it's fair to say that for a stretch, you were the foremost expert on college football on earth. Do you think that's fair? I don't know if I would say foremost expert. I'm always going to, you know, probably cede that title to uh, the guy who inspired me to do all that work, which is Bill Connolly at ESPN now. Um, but I think I knew more about the Sun Belt for sure than anyone else on planet Earth, and at least as much, if not more, in, about the uh, SEC and ACC. And as far as the Southern Conference goes, not even close. And, Jim, I mean, the thing about you is this. I mean, with everything you had to balance, you made it look easy. The hardest thing you had to do every day was a conversation that got started with you and BJ the night before that nobody was privy to, and y'all would just come in talking about it. You, BJ will start with, you're insane. Like, do you mean to tell me? And I think what it is is, once again, there are certain people that give you permission to be yourself. You were one of those people, and I will never, ever, ever get enough of the fact that the mind control you have over a one PJ Zuko, because y'all would come, I don't know what it is with that bell, but you and him had a, had a, had a connection that only you and him could have. Man, I mean, I miss talking to you, man. You was one of the ones, uh, Jim. And the fact that you came up with a formula out of pure air simply because BJ asked you to, that's, that's crazy every time I think about it. Yeah, I mean, all that stuff is really cool. And I know people see a lot of the cool, fun stuff that we got to do on air. But to your point, Ben, a lot of the stuff that I look back really fondly at was just stuff sitting around in the office or sitting in a car for 10 hours driving to Hoover, Alabama to go to SEC Media Days or – going to Charlotte for ACC media days or going to a game somewhere and 
Florida or the Carolinas or whatever we happen to be doing and just being together and um, enjoying each other's company. I think that's what I, I really most fondly look back at. Well, Jim, to that point, I agree, by the way, but I still have, like, flashbacks to you and I arguing over the second offensive guard on the All-ACC team and us reaching an impasse where it's like, I'm not talking to you anymore. Well, I'm not talking to you anymore. And finally, I mean, it's amazing we got through that. I mean, and I still think I was right. Wyatt Teller should have been that guy. And I, NFL career, it's borne that out. Producer Jim, man, we appreciate it. Hey, we're going to have you pick some games with us because uh, it is week one, so uh, that's what we always enjoy doing, and uh, week one starts tomorrow. So well, we'll go right to it. Georgia and Oregon, you want to start, BJ? Go ahead. Yeah, I think I, I think Georgia's going to win this game comfortably. I, I, I don't know what the spread is, but maybe close for a half. I think Georgia probably wins by 14-plus, maybe 17-plus. Second half, the dogs really pull away. Dan Landon, congratulations from getting the head coaching job in Georgia. I mean, I'm sorry, Oregon, but uh, you get to see what it's like to coach against the dogs, the dogs in a big way. Jim, who you got? I'm excited. I'm going to be going up there. Actually, my girlfriend and I and a couple of our friends, I'm going to be seeing my first game ever as a fan in Mercedes-Benz. And I think the dogs win by like 20, 28, 30-something. Comfortable. I like Georgia. I'm going to say Georgia by like 17 uh, with some points late there over Oregon. All right, fellas, LSU and Florida State, that's Sunday night. There seems to be kind of a, an energy towards Florida State in this game, and I think Florida State is better. I don't know if they're quite ready at the line of scrimmage for LSU, plus you got to guard Kayshawn Boutte. Close game, I think LSU by a touchdown in the end. I mean, I think this is going to be a big one for uh, LSU. Obviously, uh, Brian Kelly uh, starting out, you know, his tenure at LSU. But I think something crazy happens. I think Brian Kelly kind of overthinking, kind of like a Scott Frost type thing. I got Florida State winning with, in the upset against LSU by a field goal. Yeah, Jim. I'm going to go with uh, with Florida State. I think by the thinnest of margin, something weird late, a defensive play, a special teams play, something late, and Florida State pulls it out by a field goal. Biggest uh, upset of the weekend so far, Jim has a girlfriend. <laughs> no response, Jim? Right. Love you, Jim. All right, fair enough. I'll take that, Christian. Jim, I just want to know real quick, though, are you still growing the hair out? Oh, yeah. Well, it's not as long as last time you saw it, but I got, I got some flow. I got a little flow. All right, we, we move forward. Uh, we got Florida and Utah. Nice game there on uh, on Saturday night. I'm torn, and I'm torn, Ben. I know you're not going to be able to watch it. I think it's going to be a great game. Close in the end. Give me, give me, <laughs> give me. Cody says she lives in Canada. Give me, U- <laughs> give me Utah by a field goal. Yeah, I think it's going to be a really, really good game. I think it's going to come down to quarterback play, even though I think you – I mean Utah's quarterback, uh, you know, rising. He coming in uh, with the with the most uh, with the most momentum, most uh, uh, you know, uh, you know. Uh, I can't even get it out right now because I'm thinking about my Gators. I will still take though. I will still go with Utah uh, by by a touchdown. I think they just got too much fire. Yeah, I got Utah because I have them in the playoffs. So if they lose to Florida, that kind of takes a hit, doesn't it? Jim, who do you have? No, I'm, I hate to do it to you, Ben, but I'm going Utah too. I think they might be a playoff team as well, Kevin. Hey. Oh my God, we had to get to the last show for me and Jim to agree on something. All right, Arkansas, Cincinnati. Arkansas is legit. Cincinnati lost a lot from last year. Still a good program. I think Arkansas wins going away. KJ Jefferson, you might want to watch out for that name. He might end up having the best stats in the SEC this year. Quarterback, give me Sam Pittman and them Arkansas boys. Yeah, quarterback plays a difference. Desmond Ritter's gone. A Falcon now. Got KJ Jefferson back. Give me Arkansas. Yeah, I'm going to go Arkansas. I think I think Cincinnati plays it very close, uh, given all they lost. But give me Arkansas in a victory. And finally, Ohio State 
and Notre Dame, fellas. Yeah, great game. I think the line's a little much. I think it'll be closer than that, but I'll take uh, Ohio State to win straight up. If Bryce Young and company got the best uh, offense in the SEC, I mean, C.J. Stroud and Ohio State got the best offense in the country, I think Ohio State is going to have their way uh, with the Notre Dame boys. I saw the other day in a press conference, one of the Notre Dame's beat writers asked their head coach, was, uh, Marcus Freeman, I think, asked him what he thought about the line. It's like 16 or 17. And Freeman was like, oh, we're going to have to talk about that in our team meeting today. I can only assume that's because he's going to encourage his players to use that NIL money and bet on the Bucks, who are going to win by like 25. Oh, Jim, I always love it. Hey, I'm going to go Ohio State as well. I don't know if it's by 17. I think it's a little closer than that. But give me Ohio State. I'll say by 10 at the end of the day. Hey, Jim, man, love you. Thanks for everything. Couldn't have done what we've done without you uh, on all fronts. And glad you're doing well. Good to hear from you, my friend. Love you guys. Thank you so much. Jim Johnson, otherwise known as Producer Jim, joining us here on the final three and out. We've got more to come. It is three and out all across the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. Welcome back to three and out. 13 minus 50, 47. <laughs> Deal with it. Look, there are certain times that there are certain people that come on this show that, that, that need no introduction. I mean, we've heard it all. I mean, Jim Johnson. I mean, you're talking about JT Smooth, Coach Ron Zuck. But nobody compares to my next guest. The, the elegant, the wonderful, the boo thing. We're talking about Mrs. Amy. Thomas, what's going on with you there, Amy? Just sitting here enjoying this last show. Amy, listen, the floor is yours. You can say whatever you want to say. Have at it. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I thought y'all were gonna ask me questions. Let me let me do it this way. I have had the privilege of working with Kevin Thomas. And I think what happens is sometimes you get a chance to really this show doesn't make it so that you can hide who you really are because we're around each other all the time. But the one thing I can get and I tell you this, I said, I, I told you the same, I said, the one thing I try to do with Kevin, I try to get Kevin to laugh all the time. I'm trying to say something right before we come back from break to make Kevin mess up. And the thing is, Kevin has never told me to not do it. Kevin has never said, man, don't do that. Don't do that. It's like him welcoming me to just be me. But I've only got to know Kevin. The first, the first time I ever met BJ and Kevin, which we'll get to, first person I seen was Kevin. Kevin was doing a show over there. Uh, and I know it to be Gary and Sharon. I thought it was yep. Garen and Sharon. Yep. That's just how I thought it was being pronounced. But Amy, <laughs> you know, you, we know the man. You know the myth. <laughs> so just tell us. Please now, lie, so that'd be, that'd be great. <laughs> but no, but no, but twenty years, some years is a long time, you know. But uh, you know, here we are with the last show, man. Uh, the floor is yours. I mean, how, how do you, how would you describe uh, uh, the journey that you've seen this man go on, as far as like really, really the heart and soul of this entire network? Um, it's definitely been a lot of work. There's definitely been lots of oh crap, I got to run and fix this because something's falling apart. Um, I watch way more sports than I even thought possible. Yeah, you do. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I even have like on Saturdays, college football turned on when he would have shows and wasn't at home. I'd have it on. I was like, what the heck am I doing? I don't want to watch this. Um, and then of course the Braves. I mean, obviously we love baseball in our house, um, given by the fact that Everything we do revolves around baseball most of the time. Um, but it's been fun to watch him. I mean, I think he's pretty daggum awesome. 
I mean, he's mine. So that's the end of the day, her is the only opinion that matters anyway, right? <laughs> right. Well, no. that's not an opinion, though. I mean, <laughs> opi- opinions, opinions are usually things that can't be, you know, backed up by facts. And I think well, what you said can be backed up by facts. When you hear when you hear the PJ Zuko's, when you hear the Jim Johnson, you hear the Christian Gokels, our own, you know, our Mark Douglas is here. But uh, the thing about it, like you say, you see it all though. Like we get, we get, you know, you know, the, you know, the six, seven hours a day, but. It never turns off. People think radio, all he does is talk on the radio. He goes, no. No. Because he has, how have you really saw his balance? Because he's like, listen, he's a, he's a husband first. He's a father first. And, but this thing just never stops. I mean, how many times was it, Kevin, where you going? Are you going to the, are you going to tower number six? I am. And I'll be back. <laughs> because you, you realize there are skill sets, right? And there's Kevin Thomas. This joke skill. Kevin know about this stuff in the back. They don't even let me near the board. Well, I could not want the show to go on. I ain't messing with it. But just talk about the fact that how, how his his ability to be able to to balance it all and not drop anything in the process. I mean, that's definitely a talent. I drop stuff. She'll let you know. <laughs> Stop. Oh, that's okay. I tell you what you drop. I don't need to tell everybody else what you drop. <laughs> Um, no, I mean, it's definitely a lot of hard work. Like I said, it's, uh, and there's definitely juggling a lot of things, um, bouncing all over the place. Um, at the end of the day, he's getting to do what he loves doing. And are there parts about it that are not always the greatest? Sure. But that's with any job, but he gets to do what he loves to do. Um, and so that's what the kind of the most important thing is, is that he's gotten to do that. And I've, I've, we've had lots of really cool opportunities over the years to get to go to different events. And, of course, I look even tinier next to everybody every time we have ever gone to an event. Uh, I mean, I was like half the size of a basketball player at one of the Hawks events we went we went to um but i mean he loves it and he's really good at it so it's been fun to get to watch him do what he enjoys doing and you know, well, i'm gonna be at home a lot now so she can I'll be all up in here no no I, but i gotta ask this before we let you god definitely has a sense of humor this is how you know y'all have two children both of them are boys both of them love baseball both of them love georgia tech both of them love the braves and how much how much I don't want to say easy, but how much, you know, satisfying is life knowing, look, we all going in the same direction once we leave here. Because I always joke with Kevin. I said, Kevin, if you would have got a little girl, I could just see you in the tutu headed over to the to the, to the beauty pageant. Because, Kevin, listen, I, I will say this, you know, before I, a lot of times, man, you think you're only going to see a person for what they do on the radio. But I see the way he is with you. I see the way he is with Red. I see the way he is with, you know, uh, with uh, Eli. That's what I'm gonna take the most, man. Because a lot of times, too, man, most men they turn it off. You know, Kevin to say, Kevin, in between the break, man, put your stuff on. You know, it, Kevin be calling me Mr. Ben in front of the camera. I said, I'm calling me Mr. Ben. It's too late. But I gotta say, Amy, man, y'all are class act, man. A lot of times, people don't get a solid marriage as well as a two two parents that love being together and being parents. So y'all, y'all, y'all model a lot, way more than we give y'all credit for. So. I want to say to you, I appreciate you being authentic. I appreciate you lending us, uh, you know, Kevin T. every day, man, because I know it ain't easy, but you balance it well. And, you know, at the end of the day, man, I mean, I appreciate, um, you know, uh, something we talked about before the, before the show, what you're going to do for me. And the fact that you ain't going to take my money, I appreciate that, Amy. That's what makes you you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, I, I will say this. I, I'm not going to get it all out on the air, but I love you, and I'm going to leave it at that because I will not make it through uh, – to get to the end of the show. 
Uh, so I'm going to leave it at that, and we'll take a break, and we'll come back. It's 3 and Out on the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. Welcome back to 3 and Out. Kevin, BJ, and Ben, the uh, final segment of, uh, of the show. And, uh, again, not enough thank yous uh, that we can hand out there, but we're going to try, and we're going to try to keep it together uh, as we come, come down the stretch and, uh, and thank as many folks as, uh, as, as humanly possible. And, Ben, I guess we'll, uh, we'll start with you here on 3 and Out. Uh, I got to say this, man. You know, when you, when you do what I do for a living every day, your identity is always in one thing. And, um, man, I answered the phone call. I mean, I answered the email one time in 2009. It was a dude named B.J. Bennett. And I reached out to him, and I came to Brunswick. And I said, man, how'd you do that? So how you do what? He did his thing with his voice on the radio. And I was like, dude, I, I think I could do that. And I ain't think much of it, man. I ain't think much of it. You know, country boy like me. I didn't know BJ's whole story. Then I meet Papa B, Mama B, JT, everybody. Then I see this dude named Kevin. Then I stay in contact with BJ and I say, hey, man, you think I can come on your show every week? He said, yeah, man. You know, you come on, you call a troop talk. And I ain't think much of it. Because, you know, my identity is wrapped into being, a, being, a, being an athlete. And I always say this, man. A lot of my, a lot of my present life is, is, uh, is, is, is tied to my previous life. A lot of things in my life now had to do with in the past. God was getting me ready for what my life was going to be. And I didn't know it was going to be this. I did not know it was going to be this. And I tell people this all the time. I said, man, I thought that my life could never get better than what I did when I played football. And I don't think about football no more because, man, y'all the best. Y'all the best. And, you know, I ain't have a lot of friends growing up. So, you know, what me and BJ have is hard to describe. You know, BJ told me, he said your friends don't patronize you to tell you the truth. And, you know, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. Then I walk in this building, and I meet this dude named Christian. And, man, I see this dude, man, good-looking dude with his hair. I say, oh, hell, I got to deal with this. And then Christian really tell me how me and him are bonded together. Then I meet PJ. And, B- and PJ told me how we was bonded together. And then one time I had a dinner. It was me, BJ, and Mark. We was at Wild Wings. And Mark told me, you know, Ben, when they said they was going to hire you, I did not want you on this network because I thought you was a former and I didn't want to deal with it. He apologized to me. And he said, you know, BJ told me if, you, if they fire you, they could fire him. He said they could put it on the line. And then I, I asked, I appreciate Jim, and everybody came through here. I appreciate the type of men y'all are, but then I asked. But then BJ got sick. He was gone for two and a half months. And I really, really got to know Kevin. Like, I really, really got to know Kevin in them two and a half months, man. And I appreciate y'all because I'm telling you, y'all are rare people, man. When people ask me about y'all, they say, Ben, what is it like with Kevin and Christian? What is it like with BJ and PJ and, and, and Mark? I said, man, they $2 bills, man. They rare, but they spend the same. And they are the rarest of the rare. But, but I say this. It don't matter. It's not about where I work. It's who I work with. And when I think about y'all, I'm going to say the same thing. I've said this before. My life would have been all right being all right. My life would have been just fine, being just fine. And I said, God, man, why you give me people like this? He said, because, man, I give you what you need, man. I give you what you need. And uh, BJ Bennett, Kevin Thomas, I needed y'all, man. 
And I just need it, y'all. I need y'all. Because the hardest thing I had to learn is to be myself all the time. And y'all never told me to be somebody different. And I appreciate y'all, man. The radio is how I got introduced to y'all, man. That's just what that's just our introduction. I know y'all families, I know y'all wives, I know y'all children, moms, dads. And I just want to say, man, I love y'all with everything in me. I know this is not the end. I know this is just the beginning. But I appreciate y'all, man, because at the end of the day, man, like I told Ron, there's two kinds of people, man. There's people that's hard to forget, and there's people that's easy to remember. And y'all both for me. So for my family, all of them, for my children, Thank y'all, man, because I'm telling y'all, you know, Superman, man, you know, Clark Kent, you know, Superman, same dude, man. BJ, you, you are my Superman. Kevin, you are my Clark Kent. Christian, man, you are my, you are my, you know, younger brother. PJ, you my Italian bully pit bull. And Mark, you know, big <laughs> man for life, man. And I, I just want to say to y'all, man, I thank God for y'all. I cannot express to y'all how much I appreciate y'all. You know, love isn't what you say, it's what you show. I hope y'all felt the love, man, because there were days in my life, man, I could not do it. But y'all gave me something I didn't have, man. And uh, I thank God for making another fool out of me, man. I thought this was just going to be radio. It was so much more than radio. I would do whatever for y'all. Whatever, man. And uh, like I said, man, I appreciate y'all. I thank y'all. I love y'all, man. And, you know, looking forward to big and better. I don't know how much I'm going to be able to get out, but I love you, man. You're my brother. You know that. Um, everything you say, I echo the same thing. Um, you and Kevin are great men. You've been great influences on my life. Um, thank you guys for everything. I, I can tell you more off the air. I'm obviously not handling this as well as, as you are, but... Y'all are y'all are heroes to me. Um, y'all are leaders to me, and I appreciate and love all y'all. Christian, PJ, Mark, y'all know that. Um, Want to thank my wife, um, my kids for all they've done, and uh, just want to thank the listeners. Uh, thank you so much. It's been an honor. Yep, I, and I will echo what what everybody has said. You know, I. I started off as a 21-year-old, uh, 22-year-old kid, didn't know nothing about nothing, you know, and got my first radio show, and I think the, the day one after the show, somebody's like, who is this guy? He stinks. And that was called constructive criticism. Uh, and, and you learn from that, and you move forward. And, again, through ups and downs, uh, highs and lows, you come on the show, and your job is to entertain. So I know personally the – Days we've all had where Ben, BJ, Christian, whoever, the highs and lows, you come on. To my, and I, that, the first thing I tell everybody that's done the show, Mike comes on, there ain't a bad day. Sometimes it's a bad day, but there ain't a bad day when the mic comes on. And you have to go out there and do that. And I will say, through all the other stuff that I have to do in my daily, because uh, a lot of people know it's not that work here. I appreciate everything everybody has said. I don't do what I do so people will pat me on the back. My wife will say that. She's like, you don't take credit for stuff, and I don't want to. I do the job that's asked. And no matter what happened in my day for 22 years, no matter how crappy Monday was or whatever, that mic comes on, that's the best part. Outside of spending time with my wife and kids, best part. 
Why? Because I'm entertaining people. I get to talk to you. I get to tell people what I think. And you can choose whether you like it or not. And I say that from the bottom of my heart. I say it every day on the show. Thank you for making us a part of your day. Because that's a choice. That's a choice. You can go listen to somebody else, and tomorrow you can listen to somebody else. But the last week or two of just personal texts, notes, thoughts, I'm, again, all the stuff about, hey, you did this, you, no. The best part is I enjoyed what you did, I listened all the time, and I look forward to you and Ben and BJ coming on the show and talking. That I can't even put into words what that means. Because you can do a hundred other things. hundred other things. As Ben said, it's not the end. There's other opportunities uh, for us out there, and there's other things that we're going to do. But I would be lying if I didn't tell all of you that I will miss sitting in this chair behind this microphone and getting to talk to whoever's listening in, uh, on any given day. And I hope we made you laugh. Hopefully we made you, you think. Hopefully you're not a blubbering mess like we are right now. I, I mean, I, just, I, I hope that's what it is. But I appreciate everybody that's been a part of the journey. Folks I know have been listening to the show when it was a, 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 a kid out of Valdosta State didn't know nothing, and I was doing the afternoon blitz. And to evolve from one station to two to now we're three, up and down the coast, talking sports with, as people said, your friends. That is something you don't, you don't get to do. And that is something I never took for granted because I've had several people ask me about this and and the journey through this and the, the longevity of it. And I said, you know, when it's been said, when God puts something in front of you, you have to enjoy it for what it is because there are people that do this. Go on Twitter. I've been looking at Twitter. It's amazing the number of people in this industry who are giving it up every day, getting fired, moving on, whatever. To do this job for 22 years, people don't get to do that. They just don't. And so I'm... I'm very fortunate that I've had the ability to stay on as long as I have. Talk to as many people as I have. All the way back when I started covering Kwame Brown to now we're talking about, you know, guys like Luke Cromanhawk who are going to go play in, the, I mean, in college football in a couple of years. I mean, the, these are all the people that I've had the, the privilege from the start to now to go up there and do it. So for everybody that's in this room with me right now, I mean, y'all are it, man. I mean, this is... This is a family. I try to explain that to people, and they don't get it. People go to work, and they say, why don't you tell them to, you know, stick it where the sun don't shine? I was like, because you don't understand what we got up there. I will do anything for any of these people in this room. And I'll continue to do that. And I'm glad for the opportunities, uh, you know, that we are going to have. And you just don't get that everywhere. And I think that's why it's sad for us to be moving on, because we truly love doing it. We appreciate you guys for giving us that opportunity to do it. And it was our passion and it was, you know, our joy to come on here and do it every single day and do it with people you're friends with. You can't replace that. We're going to try, but but you can't replace that. So there are things out there. I will encourage you to go to southernpigskin.com. Keep your eyes open for things that we're going to do there and continue more focused passion of, uh, of what we're going to do. So from the deepest bottom of my heart, Thank you so much for listening every day. Even if you didn't listen every day, if you listen for five minutes once a week, I appreciate it. Appreciate you taking time out of your day to do that. And now I will just say, I, the only thing I, I, when I thought about what I want to say, I, I'm going to say what my dad told me. 
when he retired from his job. There's nothing left to do but go. And we appreciate it, and we love you. This is 3 and Out, and we'll see you all down the road.